This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped just launched new products to keep you smelling amazing this holiday season, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or your loved ones the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and jingle balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code LASERTIME for 20% off plus free shipping. And welcome to episode 445 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Chris Parker Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Consistently doing very well with the toads, Chris Antista. <laughs> and Matthew Kachowlin. Kachowlin. <laughs> Jesus. And special <laughs> guest. Leif Road Trippin' Johnson. Oh. <laughs> And where can people see more of you? People can see more of me on Twitter, where you can follow me at Leif Johnson. That's L-E-I-F Johnson. You can also see me on Instagram. Um, that's Isleif. That's I-S-L-E-I-F. And uh, I take pretty nature photos on there. I do a stream with Elena Yee, a friend of the show, which uh, her Twitch account is 16-Bit Relic. That's Sunday evenings. And I am... For the moment, actually writing about games again, so you might see stuff pop up by me and IGN and PC Gamer, those two in particular. That's right. awesome. Ask me why I say Kachow, though, Michael. Ask me. I figured it was a pun on Shaolin with Kachowlin. No, Kachowlin, because it's, it's a Cars reference, because it's sports a week, baby! Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant uh, it was a Cars 2 reference, a reference to the most viewed video game video on YouTube. <laughs> Which is 20 uncut minutes of the Cars 2 game for 360. <laughs> to this day, the, the highest viewed video game video on YouTube. Um, Corrupting young minds, no doubt, just yeah, searching for cars. Just, yeah. And Forza, it, more so than before. I, I've always been a fan of Forza. I believe Michael can remember, we, I made the decision reviewing Forza to like really make fun of Gran Turismo back in the day and anger people and like a couple Sony remember I I made I made a custom games radar car and I beat mm, up oh a yeah. Gran Turismo car in the game Forza uh, because I was so sick of Gran Turismo's like rubber banding AI no arcadey elements at all like just raw stupid boring sim for car porn fans and Forza comes whatever like but now it seems like that's kind of like come home to roost and i think it had more concurrent players than any forza release in history at this point it's the biggest launch they've had in history i love it i love the forza well, i can't wait to new releases to talk it's about. been quote unquote free so of course it's big even even right? bo yeah. even before it was free there was an early access period that you did have to pay for and that broke yep. records on i paid for it day yeah because i paid for that that uh the expansion pack. I told you guys the weirdest thing ever. I've I've bought DLC for a game I don't own because of Game Pass. Mm -hmm. So I, I spent the fifty on that expansion pack, and it was it was worth it. Yeah, is that what it is? Because you were playing like three days early. It was mad jelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really so I, cool. I'll admit that I you know have never really been interested in Forza before this, and uh, you know all the hype on it and Twitter and stuff like that. I I bought it, and you know what? I'm having fun. Yeah, it's, it's, so. it's, it's, it's not what you think it is, because Gran Turismo, I think, can, was that must-play, the last must-play car game, and was so okay. sterile. 
and unapproachable. It convinces people Forza will be that way. Like, no, it's, yeah, feel free to, <laughs> feel free to burn some rubber outside some Aztec temple while great music plays and you just do whatever you want and unlock whatever car you want. It's just very, it's mm. almost soothing. Somebody on Twitter said it. This, this was the tweet that sold me and he was like, you know, I love that, you know, Forza is aware that it's a video game. Yeah. There's no seven hours of BS yeah. and stuff like that. You just drop in cargo room and you're at it. Yeah. yeah that's really I what it's like. Saw, saw a mountain that I wanted to climb and said, I'm going to climb that. And I failed because I was in a sports car, but then I switched over to a, uh, was it, um, Bronco? A Bronco. Yeah. yeah. And then just uh, yeah. got up there and immediately flipped over the summit and, uh, careened <laughs> down yeah. the other side. And, and I'm- hey, check out this segue back to our topic though, Michael. So at one point, Forza had narrators hmm. with the Top Gear guys. They, they had like a little tie in, and I thought that's when it peaked. But unfortunately, you know, their kind of time has passed and the game has lived on. But that leads to this week's top five topics. Is that because they're abusive and racist? I forget what got them kicked out of BBC. You might call them unreliable, if you would, Chris. Oh, but that was- yeah, I, like, I like how you said segue back into when we never introduced them. Never, never got yeah. them. Never introduced <laughs> But, well, th- this, this topic was actually semi-inspired by uh, one of last week's big releases, Call of Duty Vanguard. And the way that the campaign is structured, I was I was kind of surprised because usually, you know, I, has anybody but me played through this? No, no. playing Forza. So yeah. usually with Call of Duty and World War II, the tone is always very almost reverential, like flags of our fathers, like, oh, these heroes learned about bravery and sacrifice and the true meaning of Christmas. And uh, this <laughs> you, one is... You died, get good, Winston Churchill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And meanwhile, this one is, you were killed by a dog. Kill dogs before they touch you. <laughs> Winston Churchill. Um, Eliminate all dogs on sight! Oh, wait, which, which side are you fighting for in this game? <laughs> The tone this time around, the storyline is more of like a, a Dirty Dozen and Glorious Bastards kind of thing, where it's all about right. these this team of six operatives from different allied nationalities, and uh, they, they end up getting, like, you do a couple missions with them, and then you get caught by the Gestapo and interrogated, and then you get these individual missions with them. But the whole time, like, in in between when you're watching the cutscenes, the group's leader is talking about how, like, yeah, we lied to the Gestapo and they played right into our hands. And, uh, like, so it's it's not entirely clear, like, wait, are these actual memories I'm playing through? Or is this just, like, the story that they're telling to their interrogators and this isn't quite true? But got me thinking about unreliable narrators. Yeah, or is this just the story Quentin Tarantino is pitching to the studio so you can secretly show us a movie about a fire in a movie theater? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, unreliable narrators, oblige yeah. him. So, <laughs> and and because this show tends to take things way too literally, I decided like, well, let's rather than focusing on. The broader meaning of unreliable narrator, which is like, you know, the story or the characters are not telling you everything or outright deceiving you as a player. And there's a twist and oh, no, I've been following this bad guy the whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I decided to go with games with actual narrators who cannot make their minds up about the story Mm -hmm. and will often (laughs) change details right in front of you. (laughs) <laughs> because so I think awesome. that's a neat thing that more games should do. Exactly. It's it's yeah. not as it's not as cool to do in a movie, even though they do that far more often. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. 
Yeah. Usual sus- suspects being like the biggest mm-hmm. offender I think of that, or the b- biggest example I can think of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, All I can think of is Mr. Robot Season 2. That is the ultimate example oh, yeah. of unreliable narrator and like, actually I've been lying to you the whole season. Like, don't ever do that to me again, Joe <laughs> TV. That was so mean and dumb. <laughs> Or like the original Roseanne final season. It's like, ah, oh, Dan's gosh. been dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Roseanne impression. I think the <laughs> irony that they came, they brought it back, they retconned it, and then they had to write her off yeah. her own show. Oh, man. Yeah. It's wow. Just... Wow. How many different realities has that show spun? And, and, and <laughs> what, what, what excuse do I have to make to do Michael do his Lucille Ball impression as Roseanne? <laughs> <laughs> Eh, Roseanne's dead. I'm John Goodman, famous now, I, character actor. As your as your Roseanne, say uh, I'm Wario. I'm Wario. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Roseanne, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> oh, that sucks and stuff, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I don't do a good one either. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Darlene, you get back here and whatever. Uh, anyway, let's <laughs> dive into unreliable narration from unreliable narrators right after this. Get ready to go jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. The holidays came early here at Laser Time, courtesy of Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. There is nothing worse than untrimmed body hair and pubes around the holidays. You really don't want to look like the abominable snowman or Santa's beard is coming out of your shirt or pants. You older gentlemen with white or gray pubes know exactly what I'm talking about. And yes, it may be sweater season, but you don't want to have the world's worst ugly sweater made out of body hair. You need to keep that hair in check with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. There's no better gift for yourself or a loved one we can think of than the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It comes with everything you need to trim your tree and the hair down there. Hair down there. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner to keep your south pole feeling and smelling fresh all day long. The Performance Package 4.0 even comes with a classic stocking stuffer, a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's the perfect package for your perfect package. Speaking of stocking stuffers, Manscaped is going beyond the groin and has some amazing new products that make great gifts like their new Ultra Premium Body Wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. They also launched their new 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, which has key ingredients with benefits that include hydrating, nourishing, conditioning the scalp, and strengthening your hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your husband, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, at manscaped.com. Make Santa proud this year. Add Manscaped to your wish list this season. Your, your balls, balls will thank you. Thanks, Mom. And we're back to talk about what? Unreliable, Unreliable narrators. Yes. 
beginning. Naruto's. Unreliable Naruto. Unreliable oh, Naruto. <laughs> that would have been so much better, but we, we're stuck with this instead. Uh-huh. You're not my driver. Uh, yeah, hi there. I'm Guy Marvel. And first off, it, it is an honor to be pitching to an award-winning visionary director. Uh, it's another nobody with an idea. Uh, is this, this probably isn't ringing bells for any no. of you. It's not ringing. Better not be Leisure Suit Larry box office bus. No, Chris, this is from DLC from a game you quite enjoy. Which one? Far Cry 5. Oh! Oh, wait. Did I play this? Maybe you did. This is Dead Living Zombies. Full disclosure, I work for Ubisoft, etc. But Dead Living Zombies is about Guy Marvel, who is a, like, Z-grade movie director that you meet in Hope County, Montana. And he's, like, filming the Blood Dragon movie. But this is set before all that, and he's just desperately trying to go around Hollywood and trap professionals uh, where they can't get away from him long enough for him to pitch them on his movies. And so the game, each level of the game is you are playing through his pitches as he narrates them, and frequently the people that he's pitching to will interject to change details. It's a foggy night, and uh, make it a clear night. The lens flares will look much better. Yeah, I love it. Your cinematic signature is going to be all over this. Our hero gets to the shed and has to deal with more zombies. Mm, We need a set piece here. It's not a shed. It's where they store gas. Yeah, that is the kind of mainstreamness that this idea needs. So, yeah, the uh, you're looking at a shed and a cloud of stars and all of a sudden it's the place where they store gas or... Whatever, like details are changing as the narration changes them. Okay, inspired. I think this is inspired by another entry on our list for sure. Okay, see, I, I was like, do I bring up that entry? Are we thinking of no, the same? Entry? We'll get mad at you. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Is this the third DLC for Far Cry Five? Yeah, I believe this was the last one. I, there yeah, was, this is the one I didn't make it to. I, the, I, ma- I made it through the, the Vietnam one, and, and then I think the, it was the Mars one. This, yeah. this one, yeah, and then somewhere, and then they threw in Far Cry Three remastered for nothing. Yeah, which was great. Just just played through that months ago. Literally part of this DLC or the season pass, at least. I. Like five was a major high point, and I'm really embarrassed to say I didn't even know this existed. Oh wow! I, I love Far Cry Five. I would love to go back and play exactly this. I think yeah. I might tonight. There, there's so much that those games offer. I think sometimes we forget about the DLCs because they yeah. they had the arcade stuff that they were really pushing for five, and then Which they I had those other. Of. I forget what those are called the the missions where you fly the, the helicopter guy flies you and you go do like a special mission or whatever. Or oh, yeah. someone can recreate like Goldeneye. <laughs> Yeah, the expeditions, which which are back, they were back for six as well. But it's it's like, yeah, the DLCs. Like, what was cool about them is they would typically. I mean, that's where Far Cry got even weirder. Like four went, they had like that Yeti DLC, mm-hmm. like the big thing, and and yeah, I mean, uh, like we said, five. The first DLC wasn't weird, and that's it was like a. You had to be stealthier mm-hmm. in Vietnam. It was all about sneaking through, and and you know, you, they they took away most of your weapons. And then yeah, the next one with the aliens kind of went. Hey, we're gonna go big on this one, but I didn't. I didn't get to the zombie. But I didn't. Had I known it was tied in with this guy, because I love that mission in the main game where you. It's in a cave, right? He's, yeah. he's like filming in a cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I love that fiction of like yeah, Blood Dragon exists in the Far Cry canon in the universe just as a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Yeah. Versus like a separate game entry. Yeah. And uh, since you mentioned Yetis, uh, this has something similar. 
And then the main character gets to the ammo drop, and there's the... Ah! <laughs> a new gun! One more character? How about a fucking zombie Sasquatch character? Boom! Plot twist! In your bite your face, zombie! Yeah, just says zombie Sasquatch, and now there's a zombie Sasquatch that you have to fight. Well, they had the assets. They just repurposed the Eddie asset, yeah. and now it's zombie Sasquatch. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I like the approach, and I like that... Uh, for a while, he's just like, yeah, whatever notes you have, sure, great. And and finally, he, he, he decides to stick up for himself. So frankly, that sounds like a lot of video game yeah. <laughs> movies. They just take every note Hollywood gives them. Absolutely. But no, sometimes you have to stick to your vision. I think this story would be better told at night. No, man, it's got to be during the day. The audience has to actually see the environment. This whole movie is a message on the environment. But the darkness at night is more ominous. I want it to be set during the day. Night. Day. Night. I'm going to just have to put my foot down. This whole movie takes place over the course of one day. Got it? That is it. Fine. And then we cross paths with a zombie bear. I'm not surprised by that. All those big whooshes are day turning to night and vice mm -hmm. versa. And I figured. Yeah. I, this is like the Halloween <laughs> DLC I kept make, whining about every developer should make. Came out in like the very end of August three years ago and I didn't even know it existed and I had the season pad. Yeah. No you excuse. Could, you could play this right after we're done recording. Why am I still recording? I don't know. This probably didn't come out much before uh, New Dawn, right? Like, I had, I had already kind of moved on to looking forward to New Dawn, yeah. probably at this point. It was, yeah, just a year later. Hmm. Yeah, New Dawn was was fairly quick after that. But man, yeah, I gotta go back and play this one now, because this sounds like fun. Yeah, It does sound like fun. Yeah. It is fun. I really like the conceit. And I was kind of surprised at, like, oh yeah, not only is this whole trope more common than I thought it, it was, mm -hmm. like, this isn't even the best example of it. And uh, we've got we've got four more of these things. Number four. All right, Mr. Fox. Before arresting you, I'm obligated to write down a report with your version of the facts. So tell us what the hell you were doing in that heavily armed Soviet helicopter. It's a long story. So I don't expect you guys to get this one. This came out a, a few weeks ago. Oh, definitely wouldn't get that. This is a game called <laughs> Unmetal, and it is a fully voiced parody of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I saw in people talking about In 1972, a crack commando unit threw me in a prison for a crime I didn't commit. You're under arrest for a crime you didn't commit! I promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the underground, trying to survive from these soldiers of fortune. Yeah, he's doing that voice the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Main character kind of looks like Snake Plissken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a it's a Metal Gear parody um, with the conceit that the entire thing is being like your character is sitting in an interrogation room after the fact, telling an interrogator every detail of everything that happened to him, and uh, sometimes you don't remember those details so good. I reached a special place where I found something. What, Mister Fox? It was... What was it? Damn, I can't remember. So that, that little bipple at the end is like a bunch of floating question marks just showing up and adorning this empty room. It's just like you walk into a space and it's like, ah, what's here? Who knows? Question marks. 
And then uh, once you go off and do the right actions that are prerequisite to this, you can come back and find out. Oh, yeah, now I remember. It was that damn grenade guy. I wanted to punch the hell out of him, but I couldn't reach him. Why couldn't you reach him? There was a ditch. A simple ditch stopped you? This was no mere simple ditch. It was full of tentacles. And blood-stained spears that moved up and down. And bony arms that tried to grab me. And deadly lays. Okay, okay, Mr. Fox. I get it. You couldn't reach him. For your own good, I'll not include the spears, arms, and tentacles in my report. So yeah, just a, a, a ditch between you. And, and you the, forgot the that boss. detail? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you <forgot laughs> <it>. <laughs> the spears and the bony arms and the tentacles. I think the reason that you're seeing this trope recently uh, in games is like, this is what games are good at, is you can take an empty environment and just all of a sudden populate it with things on the fly. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, the Spider-Man universe, like Mysterio. Like, that's that's how he works, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, put you in this scenario and I can change it however I want to adapt to whatever you need. And it's like, that's what games are doing. They're just creating, you know, polygons in real time in front of you to create an illusion. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like when you when someone changes their mind from day to night, that's just a thing in the game. This is a setting. Like, yep. all right, cool. It's day. It's night. Exactly. Now, you know? yeah. We hit the meditate button and now it's, uh, <laughs> we're advancing yeah. forward. Is <laughs> yeah, whatever the hardware can handle, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, as long as it can process all those changes in real time and then you can do it. And yeah. because systems are way more powerful now, you can process those changes mm-hmm. and, and it can be instantaneous, you know, whereas before you would have to have a loading screen. Oh shit. All right. We got to load the assets. What they look like at nighttime now instead mm-hmm. of daytime. It's mm-hmm. like, no, it's all there yeah. in memory. Just adjust the lighting on the fly. Yep. God damn it. Totally. Yes, I wish I had a new console once again. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't load assets that fast. Yes, you can. Cannot. I'm over here. I'm I'm over here. I'm over here working on like a a Chinese ripoff PS4, man. It cannot do this. (laughs) (laughs) If if it makes you feel any better, none of the new consoles can handle their own UI. Like it fucking every command, every time I browse to a different part of the store, it's like a twenty minute load. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what is it like the Xbox? Every time I go to the store, even if it's like within days, it says, "Do you want to update the store app?" Yes, always, always updating the because I work here. (laughs) <laughs> I, I should update this store. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to update your store? What yeah, the hell yeah. is this? The fuck? Pay me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the the interesting thing about this, like I this clicked with me uh, when it turned out that there is another layer to the story within a story. As I told you, Colonel Harris asked me to search for files about it. The deceased Colonel Harris? Yes. I had the feeling that this officer didn't believe anything I was saying. (laughs) It's understandable. I don't believe you either. Oh, really? Well, Miss Incredulous, why ask me to tell you the story? Well, I like the way you tell it. So, yeah, this whole time sitting there in the interrogation chamber, and then it, like, cuts out to another level of reality where he's just driving along in a car with some woman listening to the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Telling her the story. 
Nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still am finding it hard to believe that anyone could parody Metal Gear. It feels like you can't really... It's already, it's already parody. parody. What it's are you parody, saying? You know, it's, it's, You're saying it's like the Trump administration. It resists parody. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> at some point, it's parody proof. <laughs> We've got Kodak conversations narrated by the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future. <laughs> right. Let me tell you the seriously long history of disarmament across the Ukraine. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sure. Sure, whatever. Unmetal is a fun game. It's it's uh not just a parody of Metal Gear. It's it's also a pretty competent Metal Gear style game that is surprisingly enjoyable to play. Like a lot of these parodies like they they put all the expend all the effort on the jokes and then the actual game design is just but this is this is really good. So, I recommend checking it out. I think it's on Steam. What was it called? Unmetal. Oh, Unmetal. Okay. Yes. Anyway, let's move on to... Number three! Oh, I bet you got some great stories. A couple? <laughs> Any of them true? Jack, be nice. A few? What about your shootout with Henry Plummer's gang in Bannock, Montana? Is that where you started as a bounty hunter? That's what it says in this here dime novel. Don't believe everything you read in them dime novels, boy. Anyone else played this? Is this the... Call of Juarez game yeah. you were talking about? Call of Juarez Gunslinger. Oh, I was going to guess that because it actually had real place locations. Mm -hmm. like Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, that, it's the last Call of the Juarez game, uh, or at least the most recent. Never give up. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like I thought Call it was a, re a return to form after Call of Juarez the Cartel and also a return to the Old West. And mm -hmm. kind of a cool story where this gunslinger this bounty hunter named silas greaves comes to a bar in abilene and starts telling his story to the patrons there and uh he I mean, there's a lot of embellishment mm. let's say and he somehow manages to meet just about every single prominent figure in the west uh for example uh pat garrett the sheriff who killed billy the kid and that's when i met sheriff pat garrett I read that you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with him, sir. That backstabbing bastard with that tacked-on tin star. You challenged him to a showdown. You read that in a dime novel? It said he showed no fear as he took your measure with eyes like a rattlesnake. And that you killed him in a fair fight. <laughs> Is that what that Penny Dreadful said? No, boy. That ain't what I meant when I said I met Pat Garrett. So let me start again. Yeah. You you go to an, into a, a barn and there's like this... I cut out a lot there. There's like a big long scene where Pat Garrett strolls up and then you have like a full-on shootout with him. And then it's like, no, none of this happened. And it rewinds and it's like, I just walked into the bar and got conked on the head. And they thought <laughs> I was playing the kid. I mean, it is kind of a play on reality and history in that like pat garrett did write a book and mm -hmm. i love the title an authentic life of billy the kid the notorious desperado of the southwest by pat garrett a uh, sheriff of lincoln county at whose hands he was killed <laughs> like that's the title <laughs> that's of the, the book title, right? a mouthful, but it's yeah. it's like basically in the young guns movie i think do, does does yeah. both movies do a good job of like yeah this is a mix of legend with maybe inspired by real events, but they never really tell you the truth of what's going on. And it's kind of like, yeah, but that's, that's how this stuff works. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, uh, 
even uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie or read like Little Big Man, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Dustin Hoffman movie, I, but yeah. very similar thing, right? It's like at some point the legend overtakes reality, mm-hmm. and that's the story. You yeah, know? I love like, that. Well, what's I true? Love that movie when I was a little kid. I haven't seen it in years, though. I think that's that's also kind of the the point of Gunslinger, and that like like there, there's several layers of unreliability, and that like the game is sort of the this story as being envisioned by the bar patrons like in their imagination while at the same time Silas himself is embellishing a lot of details and it's also kind of a commentary on the way that the old west was embellished and all these dime novels and mm-hmm. penny dreadfuls and stuff and there are these things scattered around the game called nuggets of truth that you find their collectibles <laughs> and once you look at them like it will tell you like okay here's what really happened uh, like this, this guy was like, we, nobody who actually knew Billy, the kid said he was just like someone who killed on impulse. That was all thanks to Pat Garrett's book and the legend that it started. And, uh, yeah, in re- in reality, like he was maybe involved in this one shootout in a land dispute, but, uh, it's, it's unknown if he actually killed anybody until he escaped from jail. And then he definitely did kill at least two people, but yeah, and and so yeah, it's interesting to kind of get that almost Assassin's Creed style history lesson while you're playing through this f- fanciful version of the Old West, and uh, and like some of the other games on here, some of the details are just imagined incorrectly. It was then I wondered if the rocks weren't hiding more bandits. I quickly got my answer. They attacked from on high like Apache often did. They would appear in great numbers from above and rain down lead on their hapless enemies' heads. Making use of the high ground and whatever else they had. Yep, the Apaches always appeared out of nowhere. And there never seemed to be an end. Hold on, were you attacked by Apaches? What happened to the Cowboys? Did I say they were Apaches? I said Clanton's Cowboys attacked me Apache style. Yeah, so you you've been shooting at Apaches, and all of a sudden what? they all just disappear and are replaced by these outlaws. What's Apache style? Is that like on the secret menu at In and Out? Like, I, I just like that he said it like Will Ferrell's George W. Bush. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, the Call of War series has always sort of played around with this concept. Even mm. the original game was like. It was told from multiple perspectives, right? You were yeah. either on the run, or you were the kind of the the, the dad, you know, the, the, that was yeah, that was that was chasing after his what is his stepson, I believe, right? His but anyway, step uh, nephew, I think. But yeah, but like when you were playing as him, it's like, oh look at this guy's a criminal on the run. When you're playing as a kid, you're like, oh my god, there's a madman after me. It's like it's always been about like, yeah, the story changes depending on whose perspective you're you're living it through. Mm-hmm. And and there there are also chunks of the game where you will go in a direction and encounter certain death and it's like, nah, that didn't happen. And then it just <laughs> rewinds to a certain point, for example. I had a few ideas on how to get into that mine, but once I made my decision, I knew there was no turning back. So my first thought was to enter the nearest mine portal. I saw an entrance. Made sense. It was the quickest way in, but that also made it more dangerous. It's a good thing that I abandoned that ridiculous plan before I even tried it. Um, again, I made a cut there. There's about like five or six minutes of gameplay. and It just erases yeah, sure. when you like you get to the end and fall into a pool and then a minecart falls in you. And it's like, well, 
Good, and and it's like a legit game over, but it's just like, well, good thing I didn't do that. <laughs> Back to where I, we are. Uh, I, I apparently this game was heavily inspired by a title that di- I know it didn't make our list because the narrator's not unreliable, but I think this game inspired a lot of these entries in Bastion. Because apparently the the creators of this game, when they were talking about how they wanted the story to play out, they loved the idea that Bastion, as the narrator, who was amazing, by the mm-hmm. way, said stuff. That's yeah. what the world would populate with the stuff he was saying. And they thought mm-hmm. that was such a cool concept. They wanted to apply it in their own game. And Matt it's like, described yeah, again, the origin of Bastion. Right. <laughs> yeah, the kid couldn't get enough of Bastion. Decided to make a video game about it. Boom, Matt boom, decided boom, to use the narrator from Bastion to narrate his own conversation about Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> the kid was just riffing, just going. He takes a takes a drink of his margarita. <laughs> That's what that is. I, I really thought it was like that. orange soda. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, I'm I'm mixing strawberry and lemon lime margarita because I can't just drink the straight strawberry mix. It's mm. too sweet. Mm. Gotta have. Is it with lime. tequila? It's the premix from Costco, baby. I should be doing this. Living that right Costco now. life. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Call of War's Gunslinger also, um, I had somehow avoided playing it for years and then got into it and it's just like, oh, this is actually really good. This is like, it's, it's just a very solid shooter and the, uh, that air of unpredictability that it has kind of gives it that extra, you know, uniqueness that sets it apart and makes it cool. Um, but clearly it has not captured as many hearts or as many minds as our Number two. The world is on the brink of going boom boom. But this is our most desperate hour. Unless we make a stand here and now, we're gonna die. Now. Roll for initiative! What's initiative? It says which order we attack in. I punch the initiative. What's going on? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Tiny Tina's assault on Dragon Keep. Yeah, well, it's first when she said the world, I'm like, is this going to be the world is a vampire? (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I was telling you guys, I think the most convenient thing ever happened to me in the last 48 hours because uh, I had tried to play this on Monday night to research this. And I figured I realized, like, oh, I actually have to play through a chunk of this before I can access the DLC. The entire game, basically. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be like level 30. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I guess I'm not playing this one. And then the very next day, it comes out <laughs> as a standalone for free on the Epic Game Store on PC. So, like, I think it's also on consoles, but they're charging for it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like a $10 it's a 10 standalone. Bucks on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let me tell yeah. you something. It. I think y'all know that uh, I sometimes, you know, you know, I participate in a stream with Elena Yee, who is a mm. friend of the, you know, and that was, we, we played through Borderlands 2, and that was mainly why, because I kept saying, oh, you gotta play Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, it's the whole reason to play that game. So, these guys, all, you know, Elena and two friends, we played through the entire game, Jeez. and they were, they were actually, they loved it, and Tiny Tina's was worth it, but yes, I did post in our, in our Discord today that, hey, look what came out today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's, it's a promo for the, the full game, the Tiny mm-hmm. Tina's full game that's coming yeah, out Wonderlands. soon. It must be, yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the way, but we played the, through it just like, God, three weeks ago. I mean, so. you don't need to play. <laughs> Luckily, like with this this little game, the mini game, let's call it the DLC, you only need to play like the first five minutes to totally get what the concept is. Because yeah. it's like literally they drop you in this world and within five minutes, I think she drops a dragon onto the map yes. and then changes her mind. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. buy this dragon yet. Well, like almost immediately the, the inconsistencies set in. 
It's a lovely day in Flame Rock Refuge. A far cry from... Wait, didn't you just say the sorcerer messed up the town? Why would things be lovely? Uh, whoops. Uh, what I meant to say is, it's eternal night. And here's spooky music. And the whole area kind of smells like butts and dead people. Hey, this area kind of smells like butts and dead people. Suddenly you're attacked by a horde of skellymen. They start shooting at you! Things just appearing as she narrates them, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird. I can't tell what the critical consensus is on, on Tiny Tina. Like, a lot of people just are super annoyed by her, but I still think she's, like, one of the funniest parts of those borderlands. Yeah, she's, this uh, is one of the high points in gaming for vo- me. That's one of the reasons Ashley I wanted to Birch, play Ashley Birch, the voice yes. of Eloy. Yes. yes. I, haven't, po- I have not played the game and laughed out loud during several of these clips, so... Fuck those people. <laughs> it's totally yeah. great. The, the problem is the funny stuff we notice is stacked at the, the beginning. There's this long part yeah. where you go through a dungeon and stuff. It really starts to drag. And it's like, come on, we could use more jokes, more sight gags, mm-hmm. like stuff like this. Yeah. And so, so it's like your average D&D session. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yes. I did get the sense a lot of the inconsistencies were front loaded, like the, the, the weird narrative asides. And, and like the it, it sort of starts to take itself if not seriously, at least more consistently after uh, that. Yeah. But well, if you if you've played a tabletop D and D game, which I know you have because we've mm-hmm. played one together, yes. Michael, is, is you know that the DMs get into a groove. Like that's mm-hmm. a real phenomenon. Like when you first start a campaign or sit at the table, you're all kind of getting warmed up, trying to remember the rule sets. That the DM is like, oh, let me check my notes. Versus like once you're in it, yeah, you kind of yeah. get on that roll. You know, that's yeah. true. That's true. And and you have fewer incidents like this. Uh, where you going? We're exploring. You may not want to do that. <laughs> I only balance the combat on the main path and... Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. How in the hell are we supposed to kill these things? Ah, my bad, my bad! I'll fix it. I can... Let me fix it. <laughs> Boom! Combat balanced! Yeah. <laughs> You like walk in and there's a bunch of like level fifty trance and yeah. like oh no wait 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 and like okay now they're level three you can handle them yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah pretty much I mean that's what the DM has to do like a, a good DM they'll go in with a game plan but players always fuck that up and so good good DMs are very good at at adjusting on the fly and, and in general you want to you kind of keep your players on a loose path of what you're trying, the story you're trying to tell, mm-hmm. and just knowing that they're going to, someone's going to try to fuck an NPC at some course <laughs> during your game, yes. of, of your game. That's just a given. Mm-hmm. And you have to account for that is what I'm saying. Yes. There's always that guy. I'd like, I'd like to, to fuck it or kill it. I, this, this very helpful, polite NPC who's doing nothing but trying to give us cool loot or send us on a quest. Someone wants to fight that NPC guaranteed or fuck it. Yeah. Fight or fuck. And you always it should get... have been called fighter fucking, not dungeon dragons. <laughs> you you always get players like Brick. Now pick your characters. You got the Mechromancer, the Commando, the Siren. Siren, dibs. My Siren's name is Brick, and she is the prettiest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Live your truth, Brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Tiny Tina's is, is a lot of fun just overall. Um, yeah. And I, I also like that at one point she calls in a uh, a guest DM briefly. Whoop, time out. I got to take this. This Tina. It's Mr. Tina. Tina, put me in the game. Okay, the gatekeeper is now Mr. Cord. Wow, I to see you. 
So I'm a That's gatekeeper, huh? In that case, you gotta prove your bad attitude to get past me. First task, blow up the village of scouting blimps with the fire ribbon. Because reasons! Mr. Torg is fun. He's he, that's my second favorite DLC from Borderlands Two is the Torque DLC. Like, cause he's he's basically the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, like, exactly. Big, yeah, more like Bonesaw. You know, <laughs> it's Bonesaw. Ah, we're not gonna do that. Bonesaw. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> the French, the French Bonesaw. Uh, yeah, Bonesaw. He, he does send you on a mission like, uh, uh, help the bartender get rid of these unruly patrons, and you know it's Mad Moxie's the bartender, and uh, yeah, one of them calls her bitch, and he just like busts and says. Acceptable. Go punch him till he explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea of Torque saying unacceptable. Yeah, right? I, <laughs> uh, I hope this isn't something where you have a clip for it, but uh, one of our favorite parts of that was it's in the Dwarven area. Mm. And uh, so there's this one part where you have to do a jumping puzzle and it's really hard. And, uh, you know, so it's first person platforming and stuff. You jump it. Yeah. And finally, one of the characters is like, this is too hard. Why would you do this? <laughs> and Tina's like, okay, okay, I'll make it easy. And then, and then we were still failing it. And she's like, fine, can you do it now? And there's just this, there's this walkway that just appears that goes to the, the objective. So I wonder if that's it. dynamic. Like, I wonder if people are good and can get past it if, you it, can. if it needs to be. You totally to can. But oh. if you keep failing like we did, she's like, fine, here. And there's just a pathway that goes to it. I love that. I love that. I, I don't have that clip, but I do have the one from where uh, you, you encounter a friendly dwarven leader. Yes. And he's like, oh, we're ready to fight with you. And Brick's like, I'm going to punch him. And then you punch him and this happens. Are you fighting you You're such an idiot. How did you morons manage that? You guys are... It's so dumb. Thanks, though. You're killing me here, Brick. I'm getting taunted by a 13-year-old girl doing the voice of a grown man. Yeah, and that, that's the other thing that's like, oh, yeah, it occasionally reminds you, like, yeah, the voice of Handsome Jack that you just heard and all these other voices, they're all just Tina doing the character. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Love that. Like, she brings back Roland and he, he just starts talking like her. How does the so did you play the standalone one that came out, Mike? I did. Yeah. How not, does it not like, through it, how, but you know for a few how hours. does it adjust for your level yes. and lack of kind of an arsenal? When um, it starts? it just starts out at level level one, basically. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you don't get your full skill tree. No, no. You have because to the castle it. part it's really hard in the real game at that point. When you get to the that's about three fourths of the way through, hmm. castle hard part can be really hard. I mean, yeah. it might accelerate the leveling up so that you are yeah. appropriately leveled for that by the time you get there. But I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. We were well, we were wondering that too in our Discord how it accounted for scaling. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, well, cool. It's it's fun. Uh, go go play that. It's. If you have a PC and an Epic Game Store account, it's free. You can just jump right in. Uh, I think free if you have Borderlands 2. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, On Epic Store, I don't think I have Borderlands 2 on... Yeah, you can, I was just able to download yeah, the DLC it. is free, I think, for anybody who owns Borderlands. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember they did that, I think, around Borderlands 3 release. They mm-hmm. Yeah, they unlocked a bunch of stuff for oh. people on 2. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, well, Prove me wrong. <laughs> Send me a receipt for the or, DLC. Or it might be part of the Handsome Collection. Didn't that one include mm-hmm. two? And I there were some so, remasters yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Good. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's wind this down. Number one. 
Stanley worked for a company in a big building where he was employee number 427. Employee number 427's job was simple. He sat at his desk in room 427 and he pushed buttons on the keyboard. Orders came to him through a monitor on his desk, telling him what buttons to push, how long to push them, and in what order. This is what employee 427 did every day of every month of every year. Until a narrator decided to make a point about game design. <laughs> right. That is yeah. the Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. Stanley Parable and yes. free will. <laughs> Does it exist in games? Stanley, where are you going, Stanley? <laughs> Trying to provide you the illusion of freedom, Stanley. Eager to get back to business, Stanley took the first open door on his left. Stanley was so bad at following directions; it's incredible he wasn't five years ago. Yeah, so there there are multiple ways to play through Stanley Parable. You can follow the narration and do everything it tells you to do, and then you'll just get a like, "Well done, you followed orders." Ending.、Mm-hmm. But there are so many more, and part of the fun of the game is trying to make the narrator unreliable. Like, can if it says you're going to do something, you do something else and see how it adapts. I feel like I was doing the equivalent of typing like piss and shit into an adventure game, <laughs> yeah, just、exactly. to see like what will he react to if I do. Normally, normally, I'm kind of a rule follower in games, but this、mm-hmm. was like incredible to try and break the rails of. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's sort of amazing that it's just like, nah, we thought of that. In fact, no, 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 no. This isn't right at all. You're not supposed to be here yet. This is all a spoiler. Quick, Stanley, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of that.、Uh, sometimes the narrator will become not only unreliable but completely disoriented. Stanley didn't want to go back to the office. He wanted to wander about and get even further off track. So now, in order to get back, he needed to go um from here. It's um left. Oh no, no, it's to the right. My mistake. No, 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 no! Not the right. Why would I have ever said it was to the right? What was I thinking? It's clearly. Oh dear! Would you hold on for a minute, please? And I, I think, yeah, unless you are just following the rules straight up, it is impossible not to develop some sort of adversarial relationship with this narrator. <laughs> Yeah, I would argue that the, the way you truly experience the story of Stanley Parable is you have to play through it different ways, multiple times. It's、mm-hmm. kind of like a puzzle of okay, well, how do I try something new this time? And, and yeah, I mean, to the game's credit, like there's so many different things to try and so many different endings you can get. I remember like, it's, fi- it's, finally getting lost. Like,、mm-hmm. how do I get back to to the disruption I created? <laughs> so yeah, I can pursue at one point there's like a museum、further. you can kind of open that's just like yeah, here's some of the game assets like we set aside in this like white clean room looking place. Like、yeah. it's it's well, like I think that's when you, you like try to really go off the rails and you you know rebel against the narration a certain amount of times. Like it keeps telling you you go through the red door and then go through the blue door and like no 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 let's try this again. Until finally, it's like fine. Here's a third way. See what's there. All right, fine. Go ahead, Stanley. You want to know so badly what's out there? You want to find out what lies at the end of this road you've chosen? Well, don't let me stop you. <laughs> you see, there's nothing here. I haven't even finished building this section of the map because you were never supposed to be here in the first place. 
Broken rooms, exposed developer textures. Is this what you had wanted? Was it worth ruining the entire story I had written out specifically for you? I like the guilt trip. <laughs> you know what this makes me think of? It's the 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 add-on ending that they added to Mass Effect 3 where the people that said, what if I don't choose anything? And it, it just goes, then die. Yeah, then die. <laughs> I, I, this even extends to the achievements of the game. Like the achievements are sort of jokes where like one of the achievements is called like uh, you can't jump. Mm-hmm. And if you try to jump several times in a row, it'll finally pop the achievement. Like, okay, yes, you've been trying to jump. You can't jump in this game. Like it's, it's literally meant to like, how can you break? There's another achievement called unachievable that you have to like, edit like code on the on the local files of the game you have to like change change some some uh in the config.cfg for the game you have to change some stuff and then it's it'll pop the achievement isn't isn't there also one for like not playing it for a certain number of years wow there might be so there, I, there I, might be i just want to say i did not play it in preparation for this i played it years ago and i don't want to yeah. ruin my perfect record yeah but um wow yeah. i reviewed it back in the day but it's so dim uh, yeah it's such a, How do such you a review this? experience? Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it is still something that would hold hold up in this day and age because I just remember like it was such a perfect waste of the evening. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like I, there's just not many games that are perfect for one evening, and I don't even know. I don't believe I finished it. It was just like a. a I didn't finish it. No. I mean, there, never... there's no. It's hard to tell when you finished it. Like, yeah. there's no exactly. clear point. There's mm-hmm. so many different ways. By the way, that achievement, Michael, is called "Go Outside." It's five years, <laughs> and you you could cheat it by resetting your PC's clock five years ahead if you're a cheater. But yeah, uh, yeah. where's yes. the fun in that? Right. Um. Yeah. I also like that one of the endings is just like, oh, well, you're such a free thinker. Maybe you'd like to see what else we've got in store. Here, play this very thought-provoking game that we've prepared. It's a very meaningful game, all about the desperation and tedium of endlessly confronting the demands of family life. I think the art world will really take notice. But of course, the message of the game only becomes clear once you've been playing it for about four hours. So why don't you give it four hours of play to make sure it's effective? Be sure to keep notes on your experience. So the game is that you are supposed to prevent a cardboard cutout of a baby from crawling into a fire. Uh, you have to hit a button repeatedly to make it go backwards. And every time you do it, makes that horrible sound. And if you keep doing it for a while, then it's just like, oh, we're going to make the game more complicated. Now you have to hit a second button that's further away to stop a puppy from falling in this bucket. <laughs> Has anyone done it for four hours to see what happens? Because I bet something happens at the four hour Maybe. I, I think it eventually the, the game will, will stop you. <laughs> it's a troll. This whole game is a troll. It's yeah. like the Desert Bus game mm-hmm. that Penn & Teller didn't release that people still play. It's It's like, yeah, it's meant to... It's meant to fuck with you and troll you, and it's it's one of the few games I can say is funny. Like this yeah. game is fucking funny. Is funny. Like the interactions mm-hmm. you have with the narrator, because it's so unexpected and not it's not your typical video game. Like it's it's meant. It, it even inspired a mini craze. Like, did you guys ever play Thomas Was Alone? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like very much like that prim and proper British narrator was totally like a thing because of this game for like two games. And then, okay, no, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but, like, we'll, do, we'll do that for Portal 2 also with yeah, exactly. Stephen Merchant as Wheatley. But, uh, Wheatley. Wheatley. I think this game 
might also partially be inspired just by uh, game developers and their experience in QA mm-hmm. with uh, with like actual players. Like, mm-hmm. have you guys ever seen? There's that meme video that went around. I think it was like last year. It's this woman watching a guy like putting these blocks, shaped blocks into a canister. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So I'm going to take this block and I'll put it in here. And instead of putting them in the shapes that match, he just starts putting everything in the same hole because it's big enough <laughs> yeah. to accept every shape. <laughs> yeah. And you see her face. She's just like, no, why? Why? And it's just like, yeah, this is just like every game designer when they watch people play their game. <laughs> yep. I was actually like, thinking, yeah, you can't account for what real people will do in your game, and mm-hmm. you might think, oh, this is how people will behave. And it's like, no, they they're going right. to do everything they can to try to break your game. I think but. that's why so many developers just have to develop an outlook of, uh, you know, this. It's a game; you can play it however you want. Yeah. If that's yeah. if that's what's fun for you, then play it like that. <laughs> I was actually thinking that the QA process must have been. I wonder how like wrapped up that was in design because like you were saying part of the fun of this is seeing how you can break the game and i wonder yeah. if they got to certain points well they figured that out or these people keep wanting to do that well let's let's add that to the game and mm-hmm. i wonder if that was a real problem yeah happened. like okay t- yeah tell me how you broke the game this time oh cool well let's let's put this the script that in to something yeah. hap- to happen there you know yep that, that's nice. really cool i think yeah and so is stanley parable but uh love his game that that is, I think I feel like this has been a fun top five. Um, yes, yeah. And Do you have uh, a favorite unreliable narrator in a movie? Because mm-hmm. I have one. I want to just give a shout out to. Okay. Do it. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Robert Downey Jr. The role that got him Iron Man. Oh really? Yes. Where he, he he's constantly forgetting things. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot to tell you, and this it, it has to flash back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We do this all the time. Hey, hang with me. Hang with me. This is the narrator talking as Robert Downey Jr. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I hate to show you back in the childhood with this thing that fucked her up forever, but we're going to go do that right now. That movie um, so, rules. That's a good movie. Really it's, a, it's a great movie. Really, really good. Hmm. And the, from the director of Iron Man 3. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That uh, is very- yeah, also, one other that I considered for this was uh, the last episode of that. Remember the King's Quest games that came out a yeah. few years ago? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, most people remember episode one because I think it was free, but not <laughs> people the other one. I, yes. I, I, was it free? Well, it was free for us. We 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 got it from the developer. An email was sent. I think eventually uh, they they tried that model of hey, we're going to make episode one free, and then you have to buy the remaining yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Give you an idea when I was reviewing it. You know, I was being paid to review every single one, and eventually they were just like, the traffic's not great. <laughs> These we're just not going to yeah. review them anymore. I don't think yes. people really care, but it is like. You know, watching the the uh, video of the of the last episode, that like, oh, it's Christopher Lloyd is doing the narration, yes. and Wallace Shawn is in this. And Inconceivable. The the, the whole uh, <laughs> conceit of that series is that it's uh, old King Graham narrating his adventures to his granddaughter, and in the fifth episode, right. he's actually style. he's on his deathbed, and so he. His memory's kind of going, and so there are parts where he's just like completely forgotten. Like, wait, what was here? And mm-hmm. and it's very dramatic and sad. But uh, you know, this was one that I considered for this. So you know, check that out if if you're interested in learning more. But doesn't it also do that because like the King's Quest games used to be notoriously hard, or you could get stuck mm. or not be able to pass them? Where it's like, oh no, like he he misremembers to account for your death in the game or game over screens. Like, oh, that must not be how it happened. Well, I mean, it must have been more like this. It was. It's also like, wait, what did we put here? And you have to like remember different things. So like, 
Oh, a, a statue to these bridge trolls that lived here, a memorial. Uh, no, no, it was a community sandbox. Oh, here's a bucket. Oh, no, wait, no, it was a fountain memorial to these guards. I'll just use the bucket to collect some water. Uh, so, like, that that actually becomes a gameplay device as well. Now that makes me want to finish the series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's cool. Anyway, that's been our top five. We hope Hell yeah. that you enjoyed it. And uh, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some, some more about Forza, some more about Vanguard, a whole bunch of other stuff that came out. So stay tuned. In my prison cell, I think these words. I was careless. I can see that now. I must be silent. Must contain my secrets. My I want to tell you. You, my mirror, you, my iron bars. When I made a shadow Get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparas and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Um, and then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, ya pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo, as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's there. This is a, this is sadder. Like, like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with the in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! Welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to, you know what? I'm just going to hit this button. Please. I don't feel like making jokes. Call of Duty Vanguard. Came uh, wait, wait, wait here, fine man. It's uh, it's Carl of Duty Vanguard. <laughs> no, yes. Nobody here knows that, that joke. <laughs> That we were just making before we started the Carl, segment. we were on, talking the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, Carl, man. Fry Man. Use Fry Man as a good giveaway. Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah. he a Fry Man? But nobody knows yeah, why, is, why is you'd the, be saying that. 
How is the Vanguards? The Vanguards is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> uh, I had I had fun with it. Uh, I've been seeing reviews that are all over the place. Some people are saying like, "Ah, it's just more of the same," which is, it's Call it's of Duty, Duty, man. I don't know <laughs> what Call you expect. Duty, dude. Um, you but, get them once a year; they're the yeah, same but every time. I will say this is the first one that I played through from start to finish in one shot since like Modern Warfare Two, Jesus. and oh, the wow. first one that I finished since I think period since I think Advanced Warfare. The one I, with, I was uh, so bored with the Cold War single player. Hmm. Um, I'm a little curious to see every day when you talk about it. It seems like uh, they personalize all these real characters and like isn't that what call of duty was built on like kind of like putting a face and name to like these grunts in your in your platoon kind Sometimes, of but yeah, you're it's supposed to like be. your character except for like maybe in black ops your character the, the character you play as rarely has I'm, I'm ta- i am talking call of duty one like call of duty oh, yeah. one period uh not but I, I know what you warfare. mean, Michael. It's usually the supporting cast. Like in in the recent Modern Warfare, it was that guy with the cool mustache, Soap McTavish, Soap yeah, and Price. Yeah, Soap McTavish. Still makes me I mean, what I've heard about this one is yeah, it's more the same, but it's like none of the modes really stand out as like an exceptional version of the campaign, an exceptional version of zombies, exceptional multiplayer. It's like it's still like. One of the best values in gaming, you know, mm-hmm. in that you basically get three games for the price of one. Yep. You know? yeah. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I really like the Modern Warfare from, what, two years ago? Or is that three years at this point? Like, the... the I always get a good 20 reboot. hours out of the Zombies mode. And, again, if I could buy it separately, I would this year. I cannot justify dropping one of my $60 purchases. <laughs> one of my last Is it 70 or per- 60 Oh, yeah, are these, 70 are these... I don't have a next-gen console. Thanks for bringing it up again, Matt. If any listeners... Yeah, but you can future-proof. You buy the 70 and you future-proof. That's <laughs> mm, true. This is true. Yeah. It is true. Uh, I, well, or I, you could you could get a game that's included with Game Pass. I Once like that actually came out five. for me, the only fucking Tuesday release in Game Pass history... <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Call of Duty it. before we move on. The, yeah, you, you, okay. the, the campaign has multiple operatives from multiple nationalities. You have... The, the leader is uh, an Englishman from Cambridge who is black, so he gets a lot of skepticism from people in his flashback segment and, and also f- from the Nazis especially. It's like, oh, really? They let a Negro give orders? Oh, I'm an aristocrat and therefore a villain. Uh, <laughs> really? The Nazis are the bad guys in this one? Yeah, who uh, knew? Right. Um, <laughs> but it's just like oh, you're not just a Nazi; you're an aristocrat Nazi. You're very annoyed that you had to interrupt your your viewing of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Like, oh, get fucked, man! <laughs> but you you were saying before, like this tries to do the Inglorious Bastards thing. Yeah, does it do it successfully? Like, does it does it feel like that? Almost surrealist with with there's humor elements I think to Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. or at least Brad Pitt's parts are pretty funny. But yeah, like. well the the I, I think that aspect kicks in because again like you you know from the narration listening to uh, to Kingsley the leader his various operators that they are captured and interrogated by a Gestapo interrogator played by Dominic Monaghan the, the of Shit. of uh, Lord of the Rings and Manon or Pippin I don't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know he's telling you about his band drive shaft and uh, <laughs> you all everybody. But the idea is that like no, we're lying to him to manipulate him, 
And he doesn't know. He thinks that he's the interrogator and we're really the interrogators. And let's kind of try to have some fun with this asshole. And so it, it, it kind of has that sort of cocky spirit of, uh, you know, like we, we're all like not normal soldiers. We're like elite operators, but also misfits like people who've been insubordinate or uh, don't don't quite fit in with their units who've been banded together for this one mission. And it's at the very end of the war. So it's, it's a little unique in, in that respect. But uh, well, if you will excuse me, we will continue this interrogation after second breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, talking to Michael about it last week and reading some reviews, I got bitten with the Call of Duty curiosity, which I haven't really been bit by in a long time. I've, I've, I've either obligatorily bought them for the zombies mode or mm-hmm. for a little while I was dating a girl who liked video games. And and I got... I still really sort of want it here, but like it, it's the, it has some of the least exceptional reviews of any Call of Duty game I've seen in a while. Even though none of them are like slamming the game, it's just like needle not moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, honestly, though, the kind mm-hmm. of people who read game reviews, that's not the primary target audience sure. for COD games. Like they're they're going after the nope. bros that yeah. don't the read primary game audience are not gonna like to see the Nazis as the bad guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's on, honestly that's um, the last several Call of Duties have not really lit a fire under me and I haven't played them very much. But this one did kind of pull me back in, so like, if you haven't played a COD in a while like me, you know, getting back to it, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a lot of fun yeah. when it wants to be. And, and you yeah. and you, all, you still retain the knowledge of how to play every one of them. Like, oh, of if, course. You, if you played one to death, and we well, all have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that control scheme has become standard in every Pretty shooter. Much, yeah. 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 It just, oh, that's what, I, I got bit by the bug, and I, I'm like, oh, I have Game Pass, and I got Fiber, fuck you, Comcast, Metronet forever. I don't know if you have that in your area. And and I was just like, oh, I don't have to consider whether I download an 80 gig game. I'm getting Battlefield V. Battlefield V. I'll get my World War II fix. And I was so fucking bored <laughs> by Battlefield V. Uh, the same way I was bored by the caulking gun of gameplay of Call of Duty single player. Like move forward, advance, probably die once or twice, learn how to cheese these, cheese dick these enemies out. I don't know. I, I, I think I've been spoiled yeah. by Far Cry. Mm. I, well, I think Battlefield games in general, like, the only one that has interested me that hooked me at all was one. You know, Battlefield 1, like, a few years ago. When I was big into multiplayer, theme. like, 1, 2, 3, uh, Vietnam, and 2042. Well, I, I, I meant one, the other one, not oh. Battlefield oh. the original. <laughs> World yeah, War like, One. Right. Yeah, the World War One game. Like, that one was cool, but the rest, yeah, they're kind of... Yeah, they don't... I, it's just a different feel than Call of Duty, and I think I'm more used to the Call of Duty model but uh and, I, and yeah. I, but I, that's what it made me scared just because like i forget how i complained last year about cold war like this is like who is this for anymore we have all these open world first person shooters like mm. do we still want to play this game are these can they still make interesting characters but michael knows i like single i likes my Inglorious bastards inglorious yes. bastards so i'm it's a <laughs> Not a bad comparison if you want me to be interested. And and the zombies also, like, I the, the last time I played zombies, it was like a four-player survival mode where it's like, oh, you fight off waves and then you buy new weapons and stuff like that. It is completely different now. I, I, really? I tried a bit of the new zombies and, like, yeah, it's like there is, like, a Stalingrad hub world where you kind of just run around with your teammates and fight zombies that spawn in. 
And then you go into these different portals, and each portal has a specific mission attached to it. So, like, one of them is kill all these zombies and harvest their runes and put them into a rune thing. And then uh, once you collect enough, you can leave. And then uh, if you finish enough missions, eventually you'll be able to exfiltrate. And, uh, yeah, and it's it's just like the, the zombies themselves are not very threatening. They just, like, run in in hordes and are gunned down super easily. Um so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun, but it wasn't quite what I remember. My only complaint about the zombies modes from the last few years is that they used to be like these super weird and penetrable things that take weeks to solve, and then like every time I get a new one, this is impossible after level twenty until you unlock the chain of events that gives you the unstoppable thing that lets you progress through the next few levels, and that's always solved within minutes of launch. Oh, wow. It's it's so not confusing. It's, the last one was really hard, so I was mystified. Maybe Michael has just got that good with a, with a U. <laughs> I don't think uh, so. I, I don't either. I didn't want to say that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very confused by the idea that zombies mode is easy. I don't know. I mean, if you look at his Dravatar, mm-hmm. Michael's pretty fucking ruthless yeah. because... He keeps running me off the road in Forza 5. You're an asshole. If that were really patterned after my driving in racing games, it would just be me slamming myself into walls repeatedly, not you. Yes, and so making, I, making I, like shrugs from his car. I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't be here. I, I know. have a lot to say. About I, Forza I am 5. very upset that the customization options let me give me a wealth of prosthetics, but no facial hair. Uh, I yes. I really wanted to make Weird Al, and there's no mustache. Option. <laughs> I and I'm I'm not I'm not as a cis straight white dude. I'm not here to talk about my personal representation because I love the ex- inclusivity shown in Forza pronoun preferences. I was allowed not to have legs. I'm a dual amputee with the sickest set of uh, prosthetics you've ever seen in your whole fucking life. Uh, there are still no curly-haired options. There yeah, are... I, the character creator choices are odd. Like, actually, one of my kids... One of my kids yeah, pointed out to me, she goes, There's no... Uh, or they go... There, there's no variety of body types. They're all, like, mm, these skinny. skinny skinny people. And I'm yeah. like, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It's all just skinny people. Yeah. What the fuck? Skinny like, fucking I'm not like all, race, here. all race drivers are physically fit. Come yeah, on. you think all people who want to race cars go to Coachella and drop MDMA and are 21 years old? Fuck that. I'm mm-hmm. 45 and I'm here to drive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I grew up with a lot of NASCAR people. Trust <laughs> me, they are all skinny. <laughs> it is. It is the the same issue that I have with the the new Xbox avatars. It's just like these are all way too pretty. I need no. something uglier to represent me. But but that might be my only complaint with this game so far because I am loving Forza Five. Mm. I. I don't know if I've told you guys. I love Mexico as a country. It's it's probably it is the country I've been to the most outside of the U.S. Like I've been to Mexico several times, several parts of Mexico. I love that like Mexico. The various parts of Mexico are represented in this game. Like you you get like some of the East Coast stuff near the Caribbean that has more of the jungle. You get the Baja stuff with the deserts. You get the the mountainous terrain. Like there's so much variety. Like one of my complaints with Forza Four was it was you know in England. And I felt like, yeah, there was some variety to the environments, but some of it felt pretty samey. In, in terms know? of like impressive visuals, they seem to be prioritizing fall. Like, mm, those are browns. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one, it's like, okay, there's clear biomes. You know, it's like, oh, I'm in the mountains now. Yeah. And okay, now I'm in I'm in the desert mountains. Oh, okay, now I'm in a true like sand dune desert. Kudzu like, it's, soaked, it's, uh, former Aztec Inca area. Like, 
insane. So, so I think the world they nailed. I think actually um, they went back. So four, I thought, did kind of a bad job of onboarding people, like and, and rolling out, like here's how Forza works and the way it's supposed to work. And three did a good job of this. Is you kind of go to a new area of the game, you have to do a certain number of race events or get enough experience, and then it will unlock another part of the map mm-hmm. where you will then gradually start to unlock the race events in that area. Four just kind of threw everything at you. It's like fucking. <laughs> there That's you go. It. Here's a map. There's a bunch. It had of a shit. much larger area to navigate micro events, and this mm-hmm. this is sort of like super easy to. You the game yeah. starts by just throwing in the three cars. I don't well, know five, if I told. Five, well, yeah, they all start with a showcase, but what five does a great job of is. Here, we're going to, you have enough experience, you can unlock a new area, and they're all kind of themed. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. one's the street racing area, one's the desert racing area. One and is you just kind of wet. choose your mission for that area to say, okay, well, what do I want to explore next? And then based on that, you go do a thing, you play through like a story mission, and you unlock more stuff. I, I just think the way they've thought out the onboarding, it's very clear, like, oh, I should be playing through some of these story missions now. Oh, I should mm-hmm. I should be going after these accolades because these will unlock more cars. Like, it, basically, if you just drove around this game and just did stuff, you will constantly be unlocking yeah. stuff. But they do a better job of presenting that to you. Like, this is how you progress in our game. Yeah, take a tight turn. I can't believe this was made during the pandemic. This game yeah. is so fucking polished. Like, yeah. this game should be impossible, dude. I used to, like, this is basically my first Forza game as far as the spending... Just more than a cursory amount of time in it, and it all makes sense to me. I, I have, you know, I am. I'm going to say I'm basically new to the series, and mm. just had no issues getting into it. Yeah, That's I really love that. Yeah. It, it, this is not my favorite game series. I just like when I went over to, got in the games industry. Like all the friends that I made, like, eh, I don't think I'm a big fan of racing games anymore. I'm like, That's because racing mm. games went the the Turismo sim route and were really unaccommodating mm-hmm. to new yeah. players, and and force to change that. Hmm. It's, huh? it's more arcadey, and especially yeah. I went back and played. They they were delisting the last regular Forza game from the store because of some licensing Seven. issues. So I went back to play it, and I'm like, oh god, I forgot how those games even controlled. But just yeah. the structure of those games, it's very much like you're in a menu, you're at a racetrack. Mm-hmm. That's it. Forza Horizons, like, hey, yeah, you want to go do that race over there? You could take roads if you want. Or you can fucking go over this mountain yes. and do a huge yeah. jump. And by the way, we're not going to penalize you if you have any damage in your car unless you want to set that as an option. And it's like, oh, and, and we'll incentivize you to do that because there's fucking XP boards yeah. you should yeah. break through and, and all kinds of shit. It's, there's experience port, like sandwich billboards that you can just run over in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hope it doesn't Love give that. people a negative of depiction of Mexico as if all its infrastructure is based on balsa wood. Because holy shit! You know, when I was watching that opening cutscene, you know, it shows the cars driving side by side through the farm, and I was like, you know, somebody put a lot of work. Like it's part of the accessibility of Forza. I remember in Turismo, if you hit a telephone pole, there will be no collision damage, and you will just dead stop. Yeah, and in this, like right. the telephone pole, you you go through it like butter. It flies. They, they over got your more windshield. generous with that. <laughs> so four four started to do that, where it's like I'm just going through stone. Yeah, walls I'm like I'm fish tailing my hour. car through a stone wall. Like I know this, this one. Cool. This one is more. There are certain trees that will stop you. Yeah, or they rocks, yeah. but they're very few and far between. I, I and also they, love you the, see them coming. Like you know. F- you know, highway dividers. I can just drive straight I, through them, and they just the like things that part are, like they're made out of cheese. The things that are sole purpose are to stop cars. Ten miles an hour in a Lamborghini. Which you kind of need to, like, I'm in, like, there's a, fa- the fastest car people have discovered in the game so far, it's a Konigsberg. It goes over 300 miles per hour. Wow. At that speed, you can't see what's coming, like, yeah. quick enough, like, <laughs> little stuff, you know? And so you will, 
The fact that you can plow through it is a godsend. But, I'm going to um, go make some cactus milkshakes. <laughs> I, I can't say enough good stuff about this game. It is a little weird because, you know, Playground Games is in Britain. So, like, everyone's British except for the Mexican locals. And so right. you have this weird combination of, like, British people with Mexican people. Which oh, yeah, as your an friendly American, neighborhood occupier here. We're going to do some donuts all around <laughs> your land. Mm-hmm. I, hope we don't, yeah. I hope we don't bother no one. Oh, welcome to Mexico. We are very friendly here. Yeah. <laughs> I I love it. I think it I think it is a love letter to Mexico. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. very... Oh, it's, definitely. It's, they put some thought oh, into that. God. It, and it's so beautiful. And especially on a Series X, like fuck, man. And it's one. It's the first game I have chosen to play in quality mode over performance mode because there's so much detail in the environments. Yeah. I don't want to miss the 4K and the cool lighting stuff they do. Uh-huh. Mm. I but it, I mean, it, so it looks great in performance. Did they give you that well, option in the beginning, or did you go to the menu and select that option? I went to the menu. Okay. I played around in the menu. It, uh, oh, I have to commend them as well. Their accessibility options, top crazy. notch. Hmm. It's, it, They're it's adding like, they, sign language to the game. Yeah. They're adding oh. a sign language person to yeah, the game. Yeah, with, with that two-button accessibility Xbox controller. They told me, I got a prompt, and I am not bragging here. Hey, man, you're passing all these races pretty easy. What do you say you bump this up and you get 20% more rewards? Yeah. And it was yeah. like, ooh, that's too hard. Uh, let me go Let me go down <laughs> one notch. Uh, but, like, yeah, they were like, you deserve more of a... You, You've been playing too well. You deserve more of a challenge. You clearly know what you're doing. But, like, didn't have me select a difficulty in the beginning of the game. Uh, Uh, I love that. I fucking love that. It just started me playing and and watched how I played. And it's still Forza. It's got all the cool stuff like the rewind if you need it. But if you disable that, you get more rewards after a race. But it's like, oh, shit, I took that turn wrong. I totally crashed. And I was in first place. Now I'm in 12th. Okay, I can just rewind. And I'm still in first Mm -hmm. now. Oh, my God. Gran Turismo restarts. Holy shit. It's like something I hope my children never experience. Right? <laughs> like losing 20 minutes of progress in a game. Yeah. Can't can't recommend it enough if you especially if you have a Game Pass. It's it is on my game of the year list. I'll give you an idea. It's the, that good. The the only racing game that had previously captured me this much before this was Split Seconds. That game's <laughs> great. I love that yeah, game. Oh, I love yeah. it. I think it's one of the gaming perfection, but is that, that that's what I'm looking yeah. for in like a in a racing game is that type of arcade yeah, I mean, screw reality. I, I don't I can't think of a <laughs> racing game where a plane for no reason flies above you this close to you that much than Forza Five. You you race planes in Forza Horizon. Yes, like it doesn't get any better than pretty that. Pretty silly. Awesome. It, and I did I did one the only thing I wanted to as part of my journalistic duty, of which I have none and don't care about, patreon.com right. slash laser time. I'm available for sale at all times. <laughs> yeah, Please, absolutely. i got to pay this health insurance bill. Uh, I am playing on an Xbox One uh, Equis, as I believe it's called. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, Equi- Equi- yes the Dos Equis. Not sure, a series sure. of keys. Um, right. And my load, I, I, to its credit, I don't see what I'm missing. It is very, very pretty. Runs at 60 yeah. frames a second. Looks. I have no complaints in the visual department. The loading department is pretty wild. Oh yeah. Where I can be at a yeah. complete stop, and it's like, I'm going to change my car. Do you want us to deliver your car? I'm like, that's like a two-minute load time. Oh, okay. That's me. like a two-second load time yeah, on, it's, on it's, Series it's, X. It's, the, load, too. It's really the load times are not insignificant. I have... It's the game... I didn't realize... Four or five million people were playing at simultaneously. Yeah. That, that's my other complaint is that they're still figuring out their network stuff. Yeah, like I've been I kicked out of booted. And if you get booted from this game, and maybe it's because I'm playing the Game Pass version, you can't play anymore. It's like you need to be connected online, and it fucking just takes you out of the game, which mm-hmm. sucks. But they'll. Oh fix no, it that. didn't do that to me. But it, I guess it auto connected me back. But it, it's like a twenty second disruption. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it'll freeze you mid race and be that like, is, yep, it only er, happens after I'm finished with the race and it's telling my points. So I finally yeah. found out I'm not losing progress when this happens, but it did happen a lot. But yeah. for me, it's just, I'm the one playing in a last gen system and the load times are pretty, pretty up there. And yeah. I'm, here's the weird thing. Like I remember getting destiny and like the worst thing for me for destiny were like, we timed it two and a half minute load times. And those got better, way, way, way better. Will last gen systems load times get better? Will who would prioritize that? Mm-hmm. Um, will those get better? I'm, I'm asking the audience. I'm asking, uh, uh, what do you call that rhetorically? Because I don't want to hear from anybody but an article without my name mentioned. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, do not at me. I will not listen. But yeah, will my load times on the previous generations? Because yeah, I have no performance complaints with the game, none, other than the load times, which are much more than previous Forza games. There's a lot, lot to load in there. Yeah. Um, so here's a game that has long load times as well. Uh, I played that Animal Crossing 2.0 oh. update and the the DLC, the Happy Home Paradise paid DLC. Unfortunately, because I have the paid man. part, I don't know what the free people get versus what you had to. Pay what do the for? regular like, people do in Animal Crossing? <laughs> yeah, what are the what are the fucking plebs? What are you guys playing? You fucking poor. What asses? do you wear uh, a blue shirt <laughs> with a but, differently? Um, what do we play? We play Animal Crossing. Fucking Animal Crossing. They said it's the last big update, and um, it's. Why don't they just say there's it's the only big update? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of new content in there. Um, they added the farming system, where which they kind of had with the pumpkins last year, but now you can just uh, grow regular food that you can then. There's like cooking recipes you can make stuff. Um, the the uh, Brewster, you can. There's like a mission to go find Brewster, and the cafe is added, and it's. I've been missing Rossetti. And I have a Rossetti amiibo. I had I got Rossetti a- in my game. He visits the fucking coffee shop. I was Dog, so excited. He is to the see only Rossetti. Animal Crossing amiibo I have. Hmm. He he's the only Italian in, in Animal Crossing, as far as I know. <laughs> You're right. You're yeah. right. How does he do that with those little? They say Well, his hands already kind of you, shaped like the Italian. You touch my game, I break your face. <laughs> I break your save. Right I never read him in an Italian accent. I'm going to now from now on. I don't know if that works for our Japanese listener. And by that, I mean one. But, and then I tried. Uh, I, I, oh, wait. I, I had a serious question that led to a joke, and I've now forgotten it. Oh, no. Well, maybe you'll think of it. Well, I, you know, I tried the paid, the DLC stuff. So, um. And again, I can't remember if this is free or paid, but so Harv's Island was a thing that was a free update where you could go, and it was kind of just like this photography mode of like, here, call villagers, pose them. Harv's, I think this is part of the free update, is now kind of, do you guys remember the Wii version of Animal Crossing where you would, there was like the city where you would go and it's like, oh, that's where there's permanent versions of these shops, right? So Harv's Island is that now. You can you can donate money to basically build these like pop-up shops so that instead of waiting for Red to come to your island once every month or whatever it is, you can just go to Harv's Island and then Red is there every day selling shit, right? Or or the the giraffe that sells rugs is there every day, right? So that's that's kind of cool. It's it's basically it feels please, like Nintendo saying Please isolate this and put this up out of context with no mention of the word animal crossing somewhere. We can like <laughs> use this to commit Matt the giraffe that sells rugs is always It's basically Nintendo there. saying, hey, this game's been out a year and a half. It's been long enough. Here's your easy mode. Like, all the stuff you mm. couldn't get before, 
you can now just go back every day and eventually fill out your collections, you know, is what it's doing. But um, And then the paid DLC part, the Happy Home Paradise, I didn't play the Wii U Happy Home Designer thing. I know people didn't like it, uh, is, is the kind of the general consensus. This Was, was this it is, Nintendo DLC? I see. This is... <laughs> perfect for dlc what this mode is you know it, it adds like basically this island you go and you have a job where you have to design people's homes and the way it kind of works is a Something villager to will do give an you animal some, crossing well a villager will give you like some vague like hey i want to build a home gym like one of them said hey i want i want to build a home gym and they had like three pieces of furniture that they required but then based on everything else i had collected uh you know just from my home island I had other things that were gym related to choose from, right? And so like I basically built them a super gym, way more than the three items they wanted. And then it gave me like rewards accordingly. It's like, oh, you did an awesome job on this gym. Thank you so much. You earned the secondary form of currency that you can then spend on that new island. So it's basically giving you a second shop in the game every day in, in just, addition to Nook's crowning. Pain. I'm trying to imagine clear objectives and Animal Crossing, and I just can't see how they meet together. And, and- <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, it's something that I don't think I'm going to do every day in the game. You kind of have to get into that mindset like, okay, I'm going to go work on the Happy Home Paradise job. But it's, um, what I've seen some people point out, and it's true, what Animal Crossing is really good at is attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Like little fucking things, right? Like just little things of like, oh, that people can interact with. The, and sure enough, like I built a reading nook for one, one person and they, it didn't matter where I put the certain thing. Like they knew they'd walked up. They, they sat in the rocking chair, they got their book and started reading. I'm like, that's cool that they Adorable. thought to do that after I built that, right? So, I don't know. If you, if you like Animal Crossing, you're probably excited about that. I you always do in the DLC. beginning, and then I get really mad at it. But I, I will <laughs> say this in seriousness. My need for an Animal Crossing game goes down once gingerbread house kits become readily available in retail stores. I, I I think that this is the perfect time of year if you haven't revisited Animal Crossing. It's the holiday stuff is all going on, so go go back and revisit for the free update that's substantial. And if you get that Nintendo Switch Online expansion, you get the free DLC. I think you cool. should post a video on twitch.tv slash Allen that shows yeah. how you play Forza 5 and Animal Crossing at the same time. The same that time. would blow people's minds. Yeah. I'm sure there is someone creating Animal Crossing livery or livery, however you pronounce that, <laughs> for Forza Cars. It involves livery. alligator teeth grips, so it's. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to see. It. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no animal, there's no alligator teeth, but there's dinosaur teeth in the next <gasps> game. Did anyone play dinosaur. Jurassic World Evolution Two? Nope. No, no nope. would pay money for a Jurassic Park thing on video. <laughs> it's it's a park simulator, though. It's, I know, it's the no, people. It's, it's... it's the people who brought you Roller Coaster Tycoon yeah. doing another park sim. You know, yeah. Evolution, I believe, might be the highest rated Jurassic Park fran- franchise uh, in terms critically. Yeah, uh, I know people really like that first game. Yeah, I uh, did not play it. I just don't like it's... Jurassic World a lot. Hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like their games. I like the roller coaster tycoon style games. I kind of get a, an itch every five years or so to play a sim like that. So uh, it's nice that this is out. What else? Uh, we talked about that Tiny Tina yep. at Dragon and Dragon Keep. It's or a Assault, on Dragon Keep. Assault yep. on Dragon Keep, a Wonderlands one shot adventure. They don't even put Borderlands in the title. A mm-hmm. uh, couple games coming out before we could play them. So the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition comes out. But as you're hearing this, it's Pretty out. Pretty sure I played a lot of that. Yeah, but I'm, now I'm, it has more fishing and stuff. I'm a little confused <laughs> because I've I've seen some people saying like, "Oh no, it's the the new optimized version for 
Series X and PS5. Then I've seen other people saying, like, it's just the remastered edition with more content. So I'm not sure what to think. The one story I saw is, like, it includes some new stuff that actually breaks some of the mods in Hmm. the game. So it's kind of ruining the mod scene Hmm. on those games, which is not good. Well, I I did try to, like, pre-order it and realize, like, oh, it's not listed on either uh, Microsoft or Sony's store. So... Dude, That's you're going to get it as part of Game Pass because, you know, oh. Bethesda. Oh, right. Of course. What I pre-order. <laughs> oh, I feel like the rich kid again. I love this. <laughs> My dad's just going to bring it home. It's Friday. My and another Game Pass game I, I didn't get to play, but... Really spoiled for choice around here. Editor's note, Skyrim Anniversary Edition is not available through Game Pass. Uh, San Andreas, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is part of Game Pass, but not the whole trilogy. You do hmm. have to buy but the San trilogy Andreas will be on Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 11th, so uh, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, happy Kurt Vonnegut's birthday. You thought I was going to compliment veterans, and I didn't. It's, uh, <laughs> happy Armistice Day. I did it again! Damn it! it again. <laughs> happy but, Veterans Day. Thank but you. But yes, yes. Thank you for your service if you yes. are a veteran. Sorry. And then, I have plenty of military I mean, men in my sure family. I'm being so cute. many veterans talk about the classic. They love that Shin Megami Tensei they do. 5. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't really can't do. get enough. It's like it's like Semper Fi or Shin Megami Tensei 5. That's all I mean, you hear. I, I did of... a long time ago run in the same circles for the guys who, uh, who bought games to sell to the troops overseas. Oh, and, sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was it was they're like Warcraft Pokemon. That's ten years ago. Those were the biggest fucking things with the troops. I mean, if you consider, there's a lot of downtime in military bases. I'm guessing they go for games that are like high replay value yeah. and kind of never get old. Yeah, so, yeah. And and most and, and he's you know not a lot of bases allow you to have like a full fucking PC connected to the internet. So like, yeah, Pokemon Shin Megami Tensei would fucking do gangbusters for the troops overseas with no no internet. Uh, good lord. Yeah, so that that is coming out. I believe is it just the Switch or is that on everything? I believe it's just on Switch. All right. Well, there you go. So, yeah, and that that series I've never really gotten into. I know three was very critically acclaimed, and Star Dante from Devil May Cry as made famous by its box copy. Um, nice. But I've I've also heard of it as uh, there are Shin Megami Tensei purists who kind of look down at Persona fans. It's like, oh, you're not playing the real version of these games. Yeah. No, Shin Megami Tensei is the real hardcore RPG experience, and Persona is just like light and fluffy teenager bullcrap. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are Forza purists who look down on Horizon people, oh, to sure, which I say, yeah. get fucked. Get <laughs> fucked. I'm playing the more fun game, yeah. dude. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like, you're playing a, a fun game for babies. I'm playing a complex game for grown-ups. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to cast any aspersions. <laughs> to quote Christian Bale, play. good for you. Good for you. <laughs> this is Bone. <laughs> bone the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you got it. <laughs> is that all the games, Matt? That's, there's a lot of new releases. It's almost like it's the end of the year yeah. before holidays. Yeah. 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 We were, we were, if, if you are a 3020 listener, I... Guys, we have to catch up on those 302010 game shows because it was we really do. in the middle of like, yeah, it's November 12th, so apparently this week there's a new GTA out and a new Halo, the first Halo, Luigi's Mansion, and a little game called Minecraft. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, I think it's technically the biggest week in games 302010 has ever dealt with. Um, and then again, happy anniversary to all of those games as well. I gotta Even come though- on because I just don't want to hear Diana butcher 
the pronunciation of Mojang. You know, I don't want her to say with that Mojang shit. Uh, Get out of here. Diana, by the way, has played more Minecraft than I think most of the people on this show. <laughs> I've played a lot of Minecraft, more than okay. I care to admit, to be honest. You want to know something? I did not know it was Mojang. <laughs> <laughs> it it's makes a brave sense man to admit that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Di- Diana <laughs> did play it for a while on, on iOS, I think, and she, she said she won it. She uh, she got to a point where she built like a, a water slide into an underground grotto and filled it with pigs, and it's like, all right, it doesn't get any better than this. I've won yeah, Minecraft. No, that's exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say that until you pick it up like every three years, like I do, and realize how much shit they've added to that game and how mm. much like YouTubers have influenced that oh, game. And you're yeah. like, holy oh, I'm sure. shit! Mm. Yeah, they can now game make has these... fucking ray tracing now on PC, like yes, ray uh, tracing right. in mm-hmm. Minecraft. It looks beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can now make the Starship Enterprise out of the cast of Stranger Things. <laughs> 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 so great! It's just. You have entire blocks that are just uh, Finn Wolfhard's troubling head. <laughs> so oblong. Doesn't fit in this game at all. <laughs> no symmetry here. Why is it here. troubling? Is it troubling? <laughs> that kid? Uh, I don't like the judge. He would have been a good Paul Atreides, is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to... <laughs> Oh, starting off with a thing that I can't really do the Hollywood segment because it's delayed indefinitely, but Mm. I'm a little bummed. Uh, Patty Jenkins' Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie is delayed indefinitely. uh, Patty Jenkins, you might know, she's doing the Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. movies, but uh, fucking I love me some Rogue (laughs) Squadron. And I think Rogue Squadron would make a really cool fucking movie. Me and too. I'm bummed this too. is delayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't want to sound Woman. like a, a, a Joe Rogan listener, <laughs> a real Cro-Magnon here, because I, I love Patty Jenkins in general. Monster and the first Wonder Woman movie are great. Mm-hmm. And that second Wonder Woman movie, P.U., very, very. I never saw it. I I got turned off by the reviews. And didn't uh, see it. Usually, that's not every, Everybody on the internet, the riding the lightning stuff. I am not talking about that. You're fucking idiots. You're the people who hate Princess Leia doing force pulls in space. You're morons, and you've taken one Uber's critique and you've made it endemic of what's wrong with this movie. You're dumb. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. The the new Wonder Woman movie is like pretty bad all around, hmm. in, in a way that's kind of astonishing. Because it's I, pretty I clear say it was these... finished during the pandemic. You're like, yeah, oh boy, that... that thing falls apart in the third act. Like yeah, It falls apart in, in every act in some yeah. way. And like It does something that makes no sense. Uh, so I hope, I'd be pretty depressed if that had something to do with it. Yeah. A movie that was clearly harmed, by, quality uh, well, harmed by the pandemic. I think uh, what they're saying it had to do with it is that she's kind of busy. She's working on a Cleopatra yeah. film starring oh, Gal Gadot. Oh, so we can have yeah, she's, more she's failure on her records. Yeah. yeah. There are a few got... rants I will go on. Stop making Cleopatra movies. This has right. killed so many studios <laughs> and people's careers. I work for it, one of them. Fox yes, went bankrupt uh, because of Cleopatra. Like, yes, fuck, it, uh, Fox gambled their whole existence on a Cleopatra yeah. movie and are lucky they survived. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, is that movie good? I ask you, children, are we still talking about it? You know it <laughs> it's not every the day. Thought that they Cleopatra were movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Certainly but the, not that. I think Rogue Squadron in general, just because it seemed like it had a, the most modern presentation 
that I can just see it nestling easily into a film. Yeah. It doesn't require a lot of retrofitting or anything like that. And it makes me worried because, man, we're not even getting the Mandalorian this Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Star Wars movies are done at this point. It's just been animated. You know what? Stuff. I think we need a Star Wars yeah. movie break. We I need mean, a there was just, it was George Lucas knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys take uh, 17 years off and I'm going to sound like Kermit the Frog? Because <laughs> uh, he does. <laughs> you know, that's not really me on Star Tours, though it looks like me. I can see how you'd make that mistake. I'm not really diving out of the way. <laughs> Sorry. I've been growing uh, my yeah. beard in flannel out to hide my massive waddle. I mean, okay, <laughs> listen, Patty, to make it up to us, just give us a new Rogue Squadron game. That's all we're asking for. There you just go. Do she that makes games stuff. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really I mean, maybe it. maybe there'll be a new game announced at uh, the Game Awards this year because Keeley, the Keeleys, as we like to call them around here on BGA, um, they are Jeff Keeley, the guy who hosts it and puts it all together and, you know, whatever. Uh, he's promising double-digit new game announcements for the awards this year. Like, I mean, this is this is the biggest... The I don't know, I feel mean? like it's gotten bigger than E3 in some ways. You know, honestly, oh, just is. get rid of the awards. Just, uh... For real! Just make it a bunch of trailers. For real! We could have, like, yeah. uh, like an old, old-timey game facts in-person, like, battle of the trailers. Like, Tear them out and we can all applaud. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit. Oh, Madden's sound design was impeccable this year. I'm so glad. Okay, those people deserve awards. I'm not trying to sure, share sure. that idea. But uh, d- double digit could also mean one of several things. It could mean uh, 10. <laughs> Usually there are more. <laughs> like, I don't know why he said yeah, it like that. Very true. Very true. But still, could 10 also, new game announcements would be huge. It could also mean like 06. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can believe well, it. Well, what he what he said though, there's going to be six. He's going to there's going to be forty to fifty games in the show, and mm-hmm. that that does include games that are already out. You know, DLCs coming for games and that kind of shit. But uh, yeah, oh, look, they're going to give away awards in between this. I, that's the thing is how much yeah. time do you really have for awards at that point? You know, like I'm sorry, we don't need trend. Trending Gamer is cursed as an award, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. You get rid of that it's, game. It's like the Madden in a Hell cover, like. You don't want that. Yeah. So Trending maybe, gamer maybe for 2021, the QAnon shaman. Oh, he hung himself? Okay. Okay. In prison. Okay. So, yeah, you have that to look forward to this year, but you're going to have to wait for next year for your Steam Deck because your Steam Deck uh, pulled an upper decker on you. Mm. It kind of pulled a little prank. It's delayed till 2022. Do people know what an upper decker is? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'd in love fact, to hear you explain it. It's know. honestly like if it no through no fault of valves, it's what I think of when I hear the phrase Steam Deck. Okay, mm-hmm. I figured. I, I hope I'm I'm relieved I'm not the only one because yeah. yes, I, I'm I think taking of that a Cleveland Steam them. Deck. So um. it's coming 2022. It's on deck, as they'd say in baseball well, terms. Well, I guess only Dave Redden understood well. that reference. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's and coming by that 20- we mean uh, Gabe Newell took a shit in your toilet tank. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. In the top part. Yep. So then when you flush, yeah, yeah, it's the upper decker. We know. Every time you flush, you get more shit in your toilet. <laughs> really one of the worst pranks you can pull it's, on somebody. It's ingenious, though. Yeah. Like, the per- first person to think of it is, like, bravo. Kind of, yeah. like, kind of bravo. Bravo, but, it, like, yeah, if you're willing to go through the looking like a human bird aspect of doing something like that it's looking like you're hiding from bullies in high school uh you know in the stall with your feet you're looking like a confused gargoyle where you're shitting (laughs) the top of the toilet quick quick more analogies more analogies of this what this looks like 
Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Hey, this is a this is a good story. Modders, the fucking modders, have saved us once again. They have saved that lost Mass Effect DLC, Pinnacle Station. You know, the one that was um not included in the Legacy Collection or Legendary Edition, I, I should say, because they couldn't find the source mm-hmm. code. Like modders put that shit on their back, and for in seven day, November seventh. They they released it. They said, "There it is. We get, we're giving it to you." So, um, I mean, it it opens up a conversation about like the place of I. A lot of people hide behind piracy, like, "Oh, well, you have to do this to to save and archive these things because the publishers won't do them." And it's like this is the rare example of like, actually yeah, that happened. that is actually mm-hmm. the case with mm-hmm. this. This isn't just people making excuses to steal video games. This is like a real real deal of they they archived and saved a fucking game that the publisher did not have the source code to like this is a good story you know i this is like one of the first n7 days that went by me with no fanfare and that really depresses me because mass effect was one of my favorite things in the fucking and, and world. there's a new mass effect in the works right like they've announced yes. there's a new one coming uh, that's I make a giant too. crusty sigh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll wait and see on that. You can't, yeah. Chris, Chris just spit on the floor when I said Mass Effect. It was uh. weird. It was like... <laughs> I think Andromeda showed a lot of interest. Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> when did you become Furio? <laughs> I hate the Columbus in the North. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> I fuck with their face and piss on their shit. Fury never said that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you, mod community, for once again saving us. Um, hey, Unity might have saved Weta Digital. I don't know how Weta was doing, was but Weta Unity is... I don't think so, but but Unity's buying so. them. That's uh, weird. It's just one of those... That's deeply weird. Things, Why do you think it's weird? Because, yeah, why? Well, it's somebody pointed out this. It's like the next step would be like Epic buying ILM. Like one is a, a major Hollywood effects house based in New Zealand, obviously, and yep. the other is it, it, the makers of a game engine. But they might they might end up being one and the same when all is said and done. Especially given the it's true. the Mandalorian is brought to life with the Unreal Engine. Hmm. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things in Hollywood and, now are being pre like visualized. It's like you, you do your previs in Unreal because it's pretty easy to work in there. And yeah, mm-hmm. Unity is an engine like that as well. So it's more weird just because it's it just always seems so pure. Like Peter Jackson didn't create this to make money, but to like make right. his vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And 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 it just seems bizarre he let it go, and then he becomes like, despite having not made a good film in over a decade. One of our first billionaire, like $1.6 billion. And I think most of wow. that is going to him. I mean, he's he's yeah. made some pretty good documentaries yeah. lately. Uh, he will. <laughs> Get back, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, seems, that seems like a low figure, though, considering I th- I think Weta has lots of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah I see him still, pop right? up. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, me too. But, uh, but I also... I've read numerous times, not so much recently, but when Disney bought Lucasfilm, it's like the one thing they really don't need is ILM. It's probably going to be the first thing that's sold because mm. what do they what do they need to own a effects house that's going to make stuff for other movies? What? Uh, the for the st- one thing that might explain this is apparently um, it's kind of at a time. What is 
had some turmoil with uh, I was reading about the toxic yeah. work environment, bullying, mm. sexism. So it it could this could just be Sleeping like under the rug. all right, time to time to fold it up and uh, sell. Time to sell. Yeah, this, this, this executive tried to get me in the bead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's totally inappropriate. Right, right. Don't cancel uh, me. Pete, Peter uh, Jackson? <laughs> not present. No, no longer present in the Wita, in the Wita meetings. <laughs> not to make light, but... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but that, that could explain one, one of the reasons they're like, hey, we're, we're kind of eager oh, to sell here. Yeah, you know? But uh, it, it, it did feel weird to me, too. It almost feels like the other way around should be happening, right? Like, like Weta Digital should be buying Unity to yeah. say, hey, we're going to use your engine and visual effects yeah, work. Unity's working every day in a billion different ways that Weta isn't. Weta, Weta is still, like, it's partially a merchandising business, I think. You still buy statues yeah. and mechanics. Is it Weta, Weta Works? Is that what yeah. it's called? Weta great. Workshop? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. And they're amazing. Uh, it, it was like for a while yeah. the answer to McFarland Toys. It was like yeah, there's McFarland and Weta. Did, there's did something stuff. that's heartbreaking here about ha- seeing Weta go away because it just felt like this. W- the wonderful it, stuff they made for Lord of the Rings and the Planet of the Apes movies should never but, be. But forgotten. it's a bit like Lord of the Rings. Like Lord of the Rings, I hate to say it, in the grand scheme of movie things, feels sort of like a, it's a good story, but it's sort of a flash in the pan. It's like, yeah, they, they did their thing, those were great movies. We shall not talk about the Hobbit. Yeah, they did um, the Star Wars thing. They made three terrible prequel series movies. Don't at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like the Hobbit kind of killed it. I think for a lot of the Weta buzz. I don't know. You know, goodwill. Let's just say it, it, it killed off a lot of that goodwill. I mean, it was still good stuff. Still good yeah, effects house. Still, still doing great effects. Yeah. yeah. What if But what if Gilmore Del Toro made just two Hobbit movies? It's so good oh, to man. think about. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, and then last story here, uh, Nintendo. I think they've heard some of the complaints about the online service. Uh, they've promised to improve and expand Switch Online. Um, See you in nine months. <laughs> that's the thing. So they've taken some criticism over the launch of that we, we premium will, tier subscription. We will fix the Mario Kart 64 netcode by 2023, guaranteed. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say they've taken some criticism here. Even we will add Hercules like... the Legendary Journeys to the N64 <laughs> library. We've heard your complaints. Well, I mean, we will this have is... playable Shadow Man in Mario 64. <laughs> this just confirms for me our status as influencer, questionable at best. Um, despite people like us maybe having some complaints, this service grew. Uh, it exceeded their 32 million subscribers. That is up. Six million from this time last year. So despite kind of the bad stuff people were saying about the this expanded service, they're doing fine. But I, yeah, you know. I mean, obviously we have no skills. Me especially as an influencer. I've tried a bit. I stuck my butt out to get more people to watch Dune and everyone just called me fat. I'm never going to put my neck out like that uh, again. On the internet. Uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> <Michael laughs> <left>. uh, <laughs> I but, think I well, think because I'm you imagining sold. you literally <laughs> sticking your butt out, going, "Hey, everybody, watch Dune! Look at Dune!" I spelled the O he, with my butthole. Well, his, yeah, he was doing goatsy to be like the worm mouth. Oh, That's all. I see. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I think you can. I would file this under pandemic yeah. slash collectors. Uh, these games are kind of unobtainable um, officially, except for here. And especially if you get it, I, I can't get enough of that controller, man. I want the N64 controller so much. I don't want any of these games. I just want access to that controller. I, I, every time I tell myself I want it, I like get it in the cart and I'm about to buy it. And then I just go, right. Mm-hmm. But what am I going to play with it? 
And that literally just makes me like, all right, canceling transaction. Well, you're going like, to you load up that old win back save. And- <laughs> I don't need it. That's the thing is I, I, I have the SNES controller, barely use it. I'm like, nah. And the SNES controller I'm fine with because I'm like, hey, you know what? I have really fond memories of that system and that controller. That one, I'd be happy just having – I'll put that on my fucking shelf. Like, hey, that's a great controller. I love it. N64, that was a weird controller to begin with. Yeah, I was explaining to somebody new I had met about, like, why my shit is like this. And, like, you ever see the movie Gladiator and starts out and he's running his hands through the grain? And, like, that's what I do in my house. And it feels great. (laughs) As I brush my hands over an immaculately recreated SNES controller <laughs> and but, a DVD uh, copy of Duckman, oh, I brush it every morning as I go make coffee. What uh, the way Jeff Gersman describes it sometimes on Giant Bomb is he he was like cleaning out his garage. He's like, I was holding this today, and I'm like, I know what he means when he says that. Like, yeah, I was holding this. I picked this thing up and held it in my hands, and it's like mm-hmm. that's why we buy some of these. Like, I don't need a fifty dollar desk clock. But I want that Zelda Game & Watch, even though Zelda never ran on the Game & Watch platform before that. It's like, yeah, it's just I want to yeah, hold that in my hand. Here's how I know those fucking suck. Nobody's hacked one. Mm. <laughs> it, those have to suck for a billion reasons. Uh, I mean, or just 50 reasons. They're 50 bucks, man. Mm-hmm. It's fucking 50 mm-hmm. bucks for... Then the anyway. Old, like, there's no amiibos in the Best Buy shelf, and there are so very many Super Mario Anniversary Zelda Edition Game and Watch horseshit like uh, not discounted yet. Can't wait for Black Friday. I think they maybe thought people had fond memories of Game and Watch. Game and Watch always sucked. Game and Watch I, was I, the worst. Game and Watch was horrible. Like it, Game and Watch did have a version of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yes. it was like that is not what is included on the new no, Game and Watch, no. which is maybe for the best. Definitely for the best. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that is uh, all the news that's fit to play. All right. Hey there. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what collection of IP needs a Smash game now? If you weren't here last week, when I say that question, is there is there anything that springs to mind? Like, yes, I would love this to have a Smash oh, Brothers. Oh, God, I haven't thought about game. this at all. Uh uh, off the top of my head, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, boy, are you lucky. Oh, yeah, damn. Nickelodeon uh, game. Uh, <laughs> and Brawlhalla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, we, we can yeah. come I mean, back not... uh, if you want. But, <laughs> so um, or not. <laughs> we can just say we're going to. Dune. Uh, he said Dune. There's like a thousand yeah. characters in that fucking That's true. That's that true. There you I, go. I call floating pimply fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I wanna play as Worm Lido against Boy Lido against, uh, you know, uh, Paul Atreides against uh, original Duncan Idaho. But I call Mango variantly <laughs> Wormo. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, on VidjaGamePocalypse.com, Shaquille Oatmeal says, I think that Universal deserves a Smash yes. clone before Warner Brothers does. They own so many good characters that shouldn't be in the same place together. They could easily beat Smash Ultimate's roster with characters like the Universal Monsters, the Fast and Furious characters, mm-hmm. the Shark from Jaws, the James Bonds, Michael nope. Myers, etc., they could nope. even put Chris Pratt's Mario in there because they own Illumination Studios. I also think it would be interesting to see a Disney fighting game, but only with the IP they've purchased from studios mm-hmm. like Fox. Sure. Yeah. And that's something to think about. Like, what if, like, I, I guess this wouldn't happen now because Nintendo is so protective of Mario, but imagine if 
the illusion or, or illumination Mario movie comes out, and uh, then there was like a licensed game based on it. Dude, not made that by is Nintendo. Have we not talked about that yet? Because th- there's no way that won't happen. Of all games, all movies to have a game based off it, this will be one of them, and it will not be made by Nintendo. I mean, no, I could no see Nintendo guarantee. licensing it and being very like hands on about like, okay, you this is how you. No. After Mario. Hotel Mario, there's they will never license Mario. But what again about someone like Rabbids and Mario? Like that was, that, yeah, they, uh, they were very like, involved in that, and that yeah. was like you know that uh, that studio yeah, had come to them that and means, they they like had you know basically reverse engineered like this is how I we can't do believe Mario. I, I haven't thought about this. That means something is happening right now, and Nintendo is talking about making a very Western focused game. Are you with, saying this with, is with the be perfect like Mario voice with the perfect Mario voice actor. You ready? Dude! I'm Mario. Is that Ashton Kutcher? That's my Chris Pratt. Oh, that's your Chris Pratt. Okay, I mean, you could see how I could get those two mixed up, though. Mm -hmm. Dude, I shrunk, man! Oh, my God! I'm... uh, I'm like a worse Will Ferrell. Right. Chris Pratt. Jack Black wasn't available, so I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm Chris Pratt, man. I yell most of the movie. Mario. Mario. Okay. Wait, so you're saying this is going to be like a Street Fighter, the movie, the game situation? I can't imagine. Capcom was involved with that, but I can't imagine Nintendo allowing that to happen. So right now, there's something. there's a game being made we may or may not see. That's what I would... That's what I think is fascinating. I think there's a little piece of gaming history happening uh, development-wise around this Mario movie that, man, what the fuck? There's going to have to be a promotional campaign for, to blow your for this mind. movie, and Nintendo's going to have to agree to stuff, which they never do. I, I'm, okay, here we go. Ready for me to blow your mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what's going to be. This is going to be 100 Marios. There's actually going to be 100 <gasps> different people playing Marios? fucking Mario. <laughs> Chris Pratt's just the first. We're finally getting Mario's. 100 Marios, you guys. Whoa. I'm doing the Italian fingers over here. We're fucking 100 Marios. Dude! Thank Mario, you. Man. <laughs> and then Ashton Kutcher <laughs> is the next one. He goes, yeah. dude! And and oh Danny DeVito and all the actors that you want to actually there, play Mario. There it is. It's 100 Marios. Look, you know who should play Nintendo. Mario? Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw should play <laughs> sure, Mario. Sure, she could be a Mario. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's I already got the high-pitched voice down. And I, I think Michael will get behind. Did you see that? <laughs> Fuck Chris Pratt. Matt Berry should be Garfield. I'm like, yes. Yes. Indeed he should. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners may not know, behind the scenes, I always tell Michael he looks like Matt Berry. And he's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, yes, you do. You look he like Matt Berry. very easily become Matt Berry in a few seconds. Just uh, with a little bit of wine. I should have. I should have done Jackie Daytona as yes. Halloween. <laughs> Every Halloween, Next you should year. be Jackie Daytona. Okay, so, <laughs> oh, I just finished that third series, and it's just he spoke to me so much in that first episode. We want you to run the vampire council, like me, me, and just hear fuck that, and he like went <laughs> off and got a drink, <laughs> and like yes, that in my head, I'm Matt Berry all day, like. Fuck that. Like, I forget. <laughs> Everybody should watch Toast of London. I have not yes. seen it yet. I've seen a couple clips. I, I did like that uh, on a recent episode, like one of the last episodes of What We Do in the Shadows, the recent season, he's actually like playing the theme song from it on, on the piano, which he composed. Oh, before, he, before he plays the theme song from What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah. Okay. Nice. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, he just plays a little snippet of Toast of London. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, I'm going to reveal the 80s kid in me even more. How about Transformers? Does it have a Smash there, there. How about yes. Transformers versus GoBots? Now you have a yes. Smash. Yes. Yes. There we go. Yeah. There is technically a Transformers Smash that I came figured. out in Japan <laughs> only. They were secret characters. You could battle Master Higgins and Bomberman. Oh, wow. Wait, the guy uh, from Magnum P.I.? Yes, the very same. <laughs> Nuns don't work on Sundays. <laughs> well, have they tried He-Man? Uh, e Hyundai says, this, "There's got to be a Hyundai GoBot, right?" E Hyundai says, "I'll take the easy answer and say Adult Swim. Let me just list some characters and tell you. Tell me you don't want to see them fight. Brock, Brock Samson, the the Madoc, uh, well, where did meet what? Uh, Space Ghost, Rick Sanchez, Samurai Jack, Nathan Explosion, Doctor Steve Brule, Huey Freeman, and of course, Craft Punk. Adult Swim is already an indie publisher. This is true." It could be the first M-rated Smash ripoff, which would set it apart. <laughs> Honestly, this is money on the table. They better not skimp on the voice acting. Yeah, yeah. it's the one down part yeah. of the Nickelodeon. If, if they yeah. not only had Steve Brule, but had him like digitized Mortal Kombat style. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Please do that. Hey, is, is Nick still owned by Viacom? I think so. What? Because that, that's the missed opportunity. It should have just been a Viacom fucking Smash game with all their... Pro- get get fucking Howard Stern in there at one yeah. point. Howard Stern was... No. Uh, te- technically, the Adult Swim characters are all uh, in the multiverse with Shaggy and Batman. Yeah. They're Warner Brothers. Oh, who did you say was Viacom then? Have, uh, oh, b- uh, uh, Nickelodeon Battle. Yeah. 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 Viacom yeah, was throw, CBS for a while, right? It's a, it, it, In Paramount. So you could throw the fucking Coneheads in. <laughs> The Godfather. You, you get fucking um, Michael Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> I need this to happen. That that's the real. Answer. Oh wow. Whew. I mean, uh, we're we, we will see this play out in the next twenty years. Don't worry, listeners. Like fucking yeah. Warner, Viacom, Disney—they're all going to eat each other's asses until yeah. it's and, just and, and one like, company. I don't know where Indiana Jones right stands. And I remember Paramount Plus is like, we have the indie movies, even though Disney owns this character now, but we still finance these movies. And like, you are going to be eaten unless you let go of these, unless you cut bait, you will be eaten by Disney. Disney Uh, is the new Jaws. I I could easily see Viacom just selling Paramount to Disney, like very easily. Like, yeah, they don't make If you haven't noticed, Sony and Paramount are the only companies still licensing movie company movies to everyone. Mm-hmm. And because their <laughs> roster, streaming roster isn't strong enough, and I'm available once again, Paramount Plus. I really want to read your copy. Please let us sponsor you. That's right. Yeah, Paramount. Um, the most valuable thing it will be that name of that South streaming Park. service. Yeah, yeah it, it, that in South Park. And oh yeah, yeah. If they if they want to arrange, maybe that maybe that's the the corporate angle to get bought by Disney. Someone read Doug Marvel. Doug Marvel. Uh, of, of the Minnesota model? Yeah, the very same. Um, 90s era ABC TGIF uh, lineup. Holy shit. Uh, I want to literally pin a rose on the nose of Urkel um, with Michelle. <laughs> or, no, wait, it's Stephanie. This is me, not not Doug Marvel. Okay. I want to body slam Topanga <laughs> with Robot Urkel while DJ Tanner lays hands on Cody from Step by Step. You know that'll wipe the... <laughs> That smug little <laughs> smile off Cousin Larry's face. Salem the cat as he rips into uh, him while Mr. Feeney dropkicks season one Michelle off screen. Um, wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm sorry. Yeah. Millennials, you're so broken. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> 
But but then you're like, oh my god, out of nowhere, it's Earl Sinclair! <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> my god, he's killed him! He's killed him! Mr. Feeney's killed him! He's hitting him with his own baby! I've never seen it. <laughs> Gotta love him. <laughs> I understood that. I guess... Thank you. Well, I'll, Dave, I'll can you, leave, can you read Philippe Longuet? I will read into Philippe Longuet. Let's see. It says, uh, what if there was an existing universe which has spanned 31 years across 16 piece. interconnected television shows? What if there were literally hundreds of guest stars and cameos across thousands of episodes? What if... You could play as Olivia Benson and battle Elliot Stabler or take control of Ice-T and boot Hank Voigt off a ledge and into the void. That's right. I'm talking about the Dick Wolfiverse, comprised of the many <laughs> Law and Orders as well as the various Chicago series and many more. It's prime for DLC with so many crossovers and connections between them and half the shows are ongoing somehow. So you'll have content for years to come yet. You mean to tell me I'm going to be in a Smash clone? So you mean like me and Smash Brothers? But am I fighting Munch from the Belief Academy or Chuck E. Cheese? Like, you know, for a second, I thought they were going to say like a Norman Lear shit. Smash clone. So like, that would be yeah, great. I want to get Archie Bunker fighting Maud and uh, <laughs> cast of the Jefferson. Meathead beats George Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Oh, Meathead beating up Wheezy. Oh, man. <laughs> Something Mugen <laughs> should really focus on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. Finally, Connor Wade says, allegedly this was supposed to happen in Disney Infinity yeah. 4.0, but a Smash-style game for the House for the house of Mouse would be amazing. Given their massive library of characters, it would be like Smash Ultimate. Imagine Homer Simpson fighting Aladdin and Roger Rabbit on the Death Star, or Iron Man pummeling Jack Sparrow in Pizza Planet. Also, make it a proper console game, too. See, I was thinking about Disney, but I figured something like that would already been done. But then I realized Disney probably wouldn't play nice. It probably is on mobile, and we wouldn't a, know about it. A couple it people mentioned that um, that was more than likely the next plan for Disney Infinity. Okay. Was being able to fight, bring all these characters in the fighting game in the existing engine, but they sure. record. Why sell a battle pass when you can sell a plastic toy that you can scan into the game? Oh, oh, Logical Dojo. I almost, I was started drawing this and I was going to send this into EGM back in the day. Breakfast cereals. Beat the loops out of Toucan Sam as Booberry. <laughs> Captain Crunch can finally have a showdown with Lucky. Yeah. Uh, kicks, not tricks for the rabbit. Uh, alternate skins representing different eras of the mascot and stages based on the boxes they live on. Talk about sweet. Okay, I think this is my favorite answer. Yeah, this is good. And you know I what I called this game Sam? when I sent it into ED, almost sent it into EGM? Serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Didn't Toucan Sam have a British accent Deserve at one that. point? Like we're on like several generations. All on my nose. It always knows. That's all I know is that one. Australian, I'm available. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Australian. Have you seen, like, if, of if you watch Cartoon Australian. Network, Toucan. It looks like they got Steven Universe's people to redesign Toucan Sam. Oh Santa. god, I hate those new ads so much. I know I, I shouldn't because they're not they're not remotely for me, but like yeah, Jesus they're not, Christ. They're, but the most infuriating part about him is like you just redesign this thing so it's 2D and he fly, fall on my nose, eat my fruit loops and he he flies up to a box with the old version of himself on it. Like, what are you, what are you selling? What is this for? What, what? Oh. <laughs> I love it. 
you're gonna is this you having it both ways? I don't get I why know. you do this. I hate buy this it thing too. with know, an unrecognizable me on it. It's just like I hate the new She-Ra design. Am I right, guys? No, 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 no. <laughs> chirp, it's just chirp, like uh, chirp, uh, chirp, chirp. Uh, technically, oh, okay, technically, yeah. uh, as an animation fan, the best animation uh, pioneering was from commercial properties. Anyway, it's what Pixar did before they made movies. They made mm. Coca-Cola dinosaur skeletons come to life and shit mm. like that. Those you remember were that great. Yeah, but I'm not kidding. Like, I don't like Space Jam almost exclusively because of how much better those Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, Nike commercials look than the movie Space Jam. They look so much better. Uh, stylistically, their movement, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of commercial animation. Suck it. Indeed. Somebody, somebody <laughs> get me so to stop talking. So I refuse talking. to believe that we were ever expected to take Bugs Bunny's death seriously, even for a second. <laughs> it's cartoons, man. Nobody yeah. dies. Exactly. Uh, so, new question of the week. Who's your favorite liar in a video game? Off the top of my head, I can't really do better than Nathan Drake. Uh, he lies to his wife and uh, almost alienates her completely. And um, he's he's also just very, very crafty at talking his way out of situations through people he should feel no shame in lying to. Uh, like, you know... Uh, Eastern European warlords and uh, art thieves and creeps like that. So, hooray, Nathan Drake. I, I, I am going to need WikiParse's help here. Sure. Uh, as, as well as Lathan, Lathan Matt, so jump in anywhere. Okay. But, like, on the night my friends have, they started their uh, bar movie screening thing again. Uh-huh. Um, sadly, on Wednesday nights, so I can never join in again. Oh. Uh, and they're showing the Black Dahlia. Which reminded me of L.A. Noir, and there's not like a over-the-top narrator, but you do experience the story through Cole, who is wrong, Hmm. and uh, so your perception of these cases are wrong. Uh, (laughs) That that's yeah, yeah, like you get halfway through the game and you realize like what? Well, you should have a realization like what the fuck did I do? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I convicted the wrong man or maybe even killed a guy mm-hmm. well uh, he, no was, he was smirking after he gave his statement what was i supposed <laughs> to think but but, that, but that's part of the game right like um you're playing the game through a guy who talks a lot not unlike a narrator and is wrong mm-hmm. in his choices and, and what he's choosing to pursue and as a player you're following them and technically responsible for all this shit yeah. uh and i think uh, la noir that's why we talked about it for like eight straight weeks on a podcast mm-hmm. it's one of the most interesting games one. ever made yeah. yeah i mean i mean this list you could almost it's like the best villains and so i'm gonna go with one of my favorite villains because she is a liar a lying liar who lies glados that's who i was gonna mm. pick yeah. glados i love it because you kind of you have this weird codependent relationship with her where you kind of just want to like her yeah. but she fucking wants to murder you but she's still lies on you a little bit mm-hmm. and she's just a fucking li- there's no cake it's mm-hmm. it's a lie you yeah, know and, and, and yet yeah. and yet i can't hold it against her i and, love her and, and yet i the uh the ending for portal 2 always uh gets gets me a little bit choked up at the end uh, for that, spoil- but very just, spoilery reasons yes but even just like potato glados it's mm. great yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's still going to lie to you. Character. She's a fucking potato batter. She's mm-hmm. going to lie to you. She's yeah. a liar. It's in her programming. So glad I'm. That would have been my favorite one. But if I were to pick one that was influential or something like that, Joel from The Last of Us. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. It's a pretty pretty big lie. Whoa! What a fucking liar. Wow. Wow. All right. Yeah. So I think that's a notable one. A very notable one. Yes. Yeah. No, they said they just didn't watch your brain. They had another one. (laughs) (laughs) They already had one that was better. Yeah, guess we walked all this way across the country for nothing. <laughs> I don't, don't. What if it ended that way? Guess we got here for nothing. <laughs> Just don't don't turn around and look back 180 degrees. Right? There's yeah, nothing yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, those people are fine. They're fine. They're sleeping. They're all just sleeping. Ellie. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you guitar. When we get home, I will teach you guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the one Pearl Jam song I know. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> Sing along, Ellie. That's, that's <laughs> the only, that's the only one I'd learned before the end of the world. Can you blame me, Ellie? <laughs> I like this, Joel. Yeah. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Troy Baker, you don't, you can retire. We got this. Yeah, We're good. Sweaty, wide-eyed Joel. <laughs> uh, anyway, so who's your favorite liar from Vidya Games? Let us know. Go to VidyaGamePocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 445. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can just go on Twitter and ping us at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Uh, let's go out with some plugs. Leif, is there anything you want to direct people's attention to? Uh, yeah, my name is Leif Johnson. I'm currently actually writing about games again. Technically, I'm not actually writing anything right now. But at the end of the month, I will be reviewing Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker for IGN, so you can look forward to that. Oh, nice. um, so I'll be doing that. And uh, yeah, that's mainly what I'm doing. <laughs> so uh, Got yeah. delayed two weeks, so you got more time. Yeah, unfortunately, it kind of screwed up my plans to go see my visit my family. So I'm trying to work ah. that out. <laughs> so I was actually really annoyed by that. Well, Leif, video uh, games are more important than family. Yeah. Know. <laughs> video so, games are forever. So you can you can see me on Twitter at Leif Johnson, and that's L E I F regular boring old Johnson. And then yep, that's me. And your stream with uh, Alina? Oh yes, uh, on Sunday nights I have a stream with Elena Yee, who is a friend of the show. Her Twitch is sixteen bit relic. You can also follow Morphing me ball. on uh, Instagram, where it's Islaif. That's I S L E I F, and I take a lot of pretty nature photos on there. So yeah, you really, really pretty. Uh, Forza five levels of beautiful pictures. <laughs> yeah, like Leif's pictures. One of my favorite photography awesome. follows on uh, on socials. Thank you. Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time got some. A billion bonus shows coming to you as soon as we can get them edited and out, but uh, this week you should see plenty. And uh, I can't wait to start talking drunken video games with these two guys again. Um, uh, as soon as I... Yeah, I'm not going to date for at least a week. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, what what asceticism. I, right, I, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's I'm, I'm no prize, so it's not up to me. But uh, I was... Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Made You're dip- an inspiration. I won't either. I won't <laughs> stop date. it. Stop it, <laughs> Michael. I'm you win. Lonely person on all the apps. Yeah. Michael, you win. Um, you win. No dating you for a week. We're good. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll, I'll be in. No dating for. A week. But if I'm dating for a week, we can't do bonus shows. It's like not even possible. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. You can't yeah, have a social like life and be a podcaster. That. Everyone knows yeah. the rules. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, well, yeah. I mean, which is why I don't have a social life. I spend all my time on Twitter, where you can find me at Maddie C. Allen. 
hot hot takes. Like, is <laughs> AEW spending its money okay? And, I'm uh, fine with AEW. I think WWE has shed 70 wrestlers. This, this is ridiculous. Unbelievable. There's 70 wrestlers. That's all there were back in the 80s. <laughs> I don't do a John Mulaney. This is the closest I do. 70 oh. wrestlers. No! Uh, hiring wrestlers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, you can visit us online. I don't know. At VigiGameApocalypse.com, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, or follow me personally at Wikiparas, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hey, man. 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 Hey, Is everybody recording? How do they not have a Carl toy at Carl's? Wait a yeah. minute. Wait, recording wait, wait. now. Who they think they are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, this is my restaurant, Junior. Name a better customer than me. <laughs> <laughs>